was just a fake. Take me back, take me back, take me here right now. Take me, take me. So let's do it for the now. In the days of receiving free lunch, I would have a special code to punch in. Then the mails would deliver. Yeah, so like, okay, so like, I think, so we miss the, uh, we miss the conversation on like, uh, shrimp toast crunch, right? Did we really miss it though? Yeah, like, I don't know, like, it kind of got me thinking though, like, with how viral that shit went, um, at some point, when do viral tweets and viral videos become NFTs? Can we talk about that? Like, where it's already started, line... dude. It's already it's started. It's already started. Yeah, the man. Viral shit, though. Oh sure, oh sure. I, I I can imagine. I can guarantee there's some kind of like Vine clip that's been converted into an NFT and someone's paid top dollar for it. Like like uh you know uh, Drew Scallion like white guy blinking. I'm sure that's probably an NFT by now. Has to be. Do you think Crazy Frog is an NFT? I thought Crazy Frog died. <laughs> yeah, same here. What, what, what wasn't a wasn't a Macy out there saying R.I.P. to Crazy Frog? I thought he was. Didn't 2020 take him or something? Like I think so. 2020 yeah, took a figured... lot. 2020 took uh, fucking Mr. Peanut Head. So I don't want to get there into it. I, I really don't want to talk about Wait, it. Where I'm did still... the head come from? Why are you adding head? Is that what? Oh, I'm thinking no, of Taylor Head. Mr. Peanut Head. I'm thinking. I'm thinking <laughs> <laughs> this weird. This weird. Uh, Freudian slip, man. Yeah, like, a concoction of okay? like, Mr. Let's talk Mr. about that. So, Mr. Mr. Potato Peanut, Head, nuts. Mr. Peanut, it is nuts, oh. but also a fetish oh. of mine I developed in 2020, where Mr. <laughs> Peanut okay. and okay. Mr. Potato Head, you know, they just things happened, and yeah, I don't want to get well, into it. <laughs> it's a weird I mean, thing. But hold on, Potato Head. Dro- oh, wait a minute. I think they doubled back. I think Hasbro, like after like. The ninth conservative white guy screaming into his camera, like while driving on the road, um, kind of made their point. Like fucking, I I think Hasbro doubled back on um dropping pronouns for Potato Head. So ah, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, but for 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 a hot minute, we were gonna get just Potato Head, which you know would have been fine, but oh man, like the fragility. Of not knowing whether or not, like my my plastic potato toy has a pee pee or or a, a hoo hoo. I don't... Again, again, going back to my fetish <laughs> of 2020, I need to know so I know if I can fuck it or not. Or maybe I'm just in this like you know Caligula ass kind of world where I can just do whatever and just go wherever. It's fine. You can't, you dude. That's oh. the future we want. That's our that's our end game right there. That's the liberal dream. You realize from now on I'm going to refer to you as Mr. Potato Toast. If you want to, yeah, I'm okay with that. If fan art comes, you know, with it, then that's totally fine by me. <laughs> right, you know, that's some real ass shit that you can eat. Have you guys potato ever had toast potato sounds bread? Pretty good. That sounds all right. Yeah. Yeah. It's. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't get anything from um, like Panera, but yeah, fucking. Are we hating on Panera now? Is that? I don't know. I like okay, Panera. Okay, good. I, 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 I just want to make sure it wasn't a problematic thing. Cause I, I kinda no, 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 no. Okay. They're, they're not problematic. They're just good. really expensive hospital food, and like that's like in a gentrified restaurant. But Pretty like... much. Speaking speaking of uh, viral like TikToks, I, I have a friend who uh, used to work at one, and she was like, uh, she was 
talking about. Wait, that. How do you work for a TikTok? I'm so sorry. I don't want to. I, I, I think it's Panera. I think it's Panera. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She, she, she yeah. used to work for Panera, and there, the viral TikTok came out of somebody else who worked there, and they were uh, a bunch of people were shocked that the soups were like frozen in bags, and she's like, "Really? Oh my like, god, you, that's your friend? You didn't know that? No, no, that's not my friend. She. Oh, okay. Okay, to clarify, my friend used to work for a Panera. She saw that TikTok, and then she was like, hey, "Big deal. Like, people should know that this shit is frozen." It is. They lied. Yeah, dude. To us. No, oh, have you no. seen the TikTok of the the macaroni and cheese? Fuck my whole life up. I don't care, I, man. Hey, Stouffer's mac and cheese is some of the best shit I'll ever eat, and that stuff <laughs> is frozen. That is. Oh, freeze freeze dried onions at McDonald's. Oh, you know what else? Is, oh, dude, uh, I don't. I don't even want to well. get into McDonald's. What, what is that? Tim Hortons donuts. Hmm. I you know I've actually still frozen. never had Tim Horton. A frozen donut doesn't sound half bad though. I'm but you are not missing it. out on anything. <laughs> hey, now come on, it's not it's not. I mean, it's better than Krispy Kreme. No, oh, dude. Oh god, it, no. oh, it's way better than Krispy Kreme. No, no. Tim Hortons is like garbage tier. It's but worse the, than Dunkin'. But they have Tim Bits though, man. Okay, I'll give you Tim Bits. Birthday thank cake you. Tim Bits are the shit. Okay, thank but, you. But like ev- everything else is just kind of like super subpar. Even their their coffee is garbage. Mm, oh, okay. dude, no, yeah, it, I'll, it's, I'll, it's I'll give you that. sludge. It's sludge that lines toilets. Like no joke, <laughs> fucking toilet uh, seat ass licking. I wonder why we haven't done a food cast of any sort on this network before. We we tend to revolve around food and food like products. I wonder why this isn't the thing. Should we spearhead I this? Just, it's uh, it's somehow we like we go towards it, like it's it's it, we we just like, and then and then somehow it turns sexual and then we get off of it. That's probably what happens most of the time. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. No, but you know, we, as we, soon as you said that, I was just about to say we just edge it. But... <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, no, I, I real quick just before we. I I don't know. I'm still thinking about how you can work for a TikTok. Like I imagine just a single TikTok a TikTok has like an HR department and fucking submit a resume. A TikTok like, 401k. Oh, yeah, it's gonna like, exactly. it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. I'm sure. I'm the back at it again at Krispy Kreme, dude. I'm like, oh shit, your vine was fucking fire, bro. Like I, I don't know. I just I picture that. Um, but real quick, y'all, before you. Like next time you you find yourself in McDonald's drive-through, which believe me, I I ran into this moral quandary like plenty of times with Pokemon 25th anniversary and like trying to just buy as many cards as I can with Val. Um, they are the purchaser of they are the largest purchaser of cow eyeballs within the world. So you you remember that like you you take that little nugget that I just like plopped into your hand and you go to sleep with it. Because it's fucking, it's still disturbing to this day. But it's a chicken nugget, not a cow nugget. <laughs> Jesus, I'm um, safe. I mean, McDonald's ice cream takes on uh, more more of a different meaning, doesn't it? Oh my god! <laughs> oh, so that's where that's where McFlurries come from, huh? Hey, dude, I'll, I'll go I'll go cheap on it with the the black coffee, except. Out of any establishment where I've ever requested black coffee, none has ever given me more static than that of fuck McDonald's. Like they, like they look at me like I'm from another planet, and they'll, and sometimes they'll just think they heard wrong, and they'll put like that bullshit liquid sweetener, and I have to take it back. I'm like, no, what is this? Please remove the diabetes from my cup and give me back like my fucking cold bean juice. That's what I want, and I have to like iterate it so many times to the point where I'm like, I, I don't know, I don't, I don't order coffee from mcdonald's when i don't have to and it's 
the the shitty part is is it's pretty it's actually strong it's strong and cheap but i don't know um but anyway nfts ain't they in, like them some shits yeah no not, not I'm, a fan. I, I, I'm not, and I hope it doesn't become a thing, but unfortunately, Bitcoin and Dogecoin became a thing, so this is going to stick around, probably. Oh, dude, Val's writing that shit to the moon. She's already, like, up 90 and more. She's like, I, I should have bought more. <laughs> like, it was just... I I'm up know. 200. What? That's crazy. <laughs> I bought some as a joke in February, and I looked at my phone just last week, and I'm like, oh, holy shit. I could have been up 350, but, you know. Oh, dude. Well... Hopefully by the end of the show, you guys will make enough to, like, put in a fucking car payment or something. Um, but anyway, yeah, speaking of things that are unfortunately going away, uh, this episode we're gonna, I don't know, we're gonna wax poetic about what we've been playing in our console recently between the four of us, and then we're gonna take some time to, uh, unfortunately tread some familiar territory once again. Uh, as episode 131 covers uh, the PlayStation Network shutdown for legacy hardware, specifically the PlayStation 3, which is the first to go uh, as of July 2nd, and then soon after it's going to be the PSP and the PS Vita. Uh, we're going to talk about what sort of impact the PlayStation Network had and... Uh, some choice titles that, if you haven't already installed into your hard drive, you should absolutely take the opportunity to, and um, some other measures that we could recommend in order to try to get the best out of some of these titles. Or, And more importantly, um, in this weird digital age that we live in, some physical games that you will most likely need to do some house cleaning on if you ever hope to pop it into your console again. Um, so with that, welcome to Press Pause Radio, episode 131. This is a uh, Georgie boy, and I have a I have a nice little cavalcade here. It's a familiar uh, circle of gents that I am um, privileged to call friends. Um, I'm going to start with Sean because Sean is a uh, Sean has been coming back, and he hasn't really gotten he hasn't gotten the proper intro like he should have. Um, but I am so happy that you picked up a switch. Like words cannot convey mm-hmm. that. Like. I but I have to add you still. I just realized I haven't added you. Um, I was gonna so say I need to I need to add like everybody who has a switch right now because I am uh, I'm I'm just kind of floating alone out there. So I've got to ask, and we'll probably like this will be a nice little tangent. Since your time with the switch, are you an undocked or a docked owner? Primarily docked. There are times that I have taken it undocked. Um, one of those times has actually been with the Neo Geo Pocket Color Collection. Um, I'll get into that later. But um, no, I mean, I it's and and I don't know. Like I, there are times that I just want to like take it off the dock and just like be like, hey, I'm playing Final Fantasy X in bed. But uh, most of the time, it's like I think I'm just in that stage still where I'm like 
so happy to actually own my first new console in 10 years that I want the console on TV experience, I guess. Good deal. I dig it. Um, wait, so Among Us, I, I also think I play mostly docked. Andrew, I believe, is uh, mostly undocked. And then Ed, you kind yeah. of also switch in between, yeah? Uh, not anymore, anyway. Uh, recently, anyways. Um, <clears throat> lately, it's been, I'd say, 99% docked because Joy-Con mm. issues can eat my ass. You're Okay, and that's fair, and I give you that wholeheartedly because my drift oh, yeah. is bad. I end up buying one of the hoary, like, big fucking pads that you put on there that make it into a gargantuan like like I'm fucking the like, like that NVIDIA shield yeah. ass like, like like I'm scanning for shit like it's a metal detector man it's fucking huge it's like in Mass Effect 2 when you're doing the planet scans it feels like that in my hands um, freaking doubles as a parabolic antenna for satellites it might man it might be picking up something I'm not even aware of it I but. find that hilarious too because you know what's funny is so many mother and like I get it it's ergonomic it feels good like I've heard good things I guess but like that. I have to like have like a wide stance just to play it <laughs> like you gotta get bow legged <laughs> I, I do play. I have to have a good base man it's it's like I'm doing fucking squats it's terrible yeah, but, I mean that that can give you back problems I'm, it might man it feels like it's going to <laughs> freaking but yeehaw it, cons it, it, <laughs> right yeah <laughs> Giddy up! <laughs> I, I kind of straddled like that too when I'm playing it, man. It, it looks just like that. So is this like Nintendo's goal? Like they they ruined our eyes with the Virtual Boy. Now they're ruining our backs. Our, so our posture, like, yeah, yeah, blind, paralyzed, like just slowly breaking us down a little bit the by the Gen X, Millennial, whatever. Yeah. Oh, it's the, it's the next step on our path to the fucking Wall E future, the darkest timeline. Oh yes, we're <laughs> feed me. <laughs> you know, I do um, feel like I've gotten more blimpy now. Oh, uh, I, I mean, with the I, switch, like the switch is, is uh, hindering your uh, ability to move around more. Nah, I mean to be honest, it's probably peanut butter crunch, but whatever. Mm. Dude, it, it's just so funny though, like because for the most part, like you'd be surprised, like a lot of people have picked that up as well for their go-to. Because it, I mean, it, I, I imagine as bulky as it is, it's still fairly ergonomic. But the same motherfuckers who are like singing the praises of that peripheral are absolutely the first ones that I remember that were throwing shade at the Wii U pad for being bulky and feels like a Fisher Price toy. <laughs> yeah, and, and, you, and, you're, and you're right back to square one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I, I heard that conversation with Monster Hunter just recently. How everyone's like toting about how great it is. Like it, it's a means to an end. It's not. This is not how I wanted it to be. I want it to be small, portable. Like I don't want to be carrying around all this shit. But like Ed said, like these Joy Cons are no joke. Like if you got something pre. I don't know, like summer 2020, like you're kind of fucking hosed. Not, dude, I'm the exception. I'm weirdly the exception to the rule, both mine and Val, and we, we both got ours launch. Really? Okay. So, so I don't know. I don't know what, what happens or what makes that thing like become an issue. Noticed, but... I have noticed that the, um, the Joy-Cons that are the most affected, and I don't know, I'm trying to like, I want to like find some hard data where someone's actually like done the legwork and mm-hmm. like and really uncovered something a little bit more concrete. But from what I've noticed, I feel like the Joy Cons that are the most affected uh, affected by the drift are the uh, blue and red ones. Yeah, I would. That's what I have. And like, I don't know. Maybe this is worth mentioning, but like in terms of any Joy Cons, again, I didn't really use my Switch undocked uh, for most of its life. And I got it at launch, and mm. every set of Joy-Cons we have are fucked. Mm. 
So, I and I know you're currently, and I and I'm sure you're going to touch on that in a bit. But like you're you're getting into the more um, uh, modification side of things. Like, have you thought about doing the solder repair for your drift issues? Because like I heard it's a tedious but otherwise like easy fix. I could uh, probably I could probably do it. Yeah, I'd be curious to see now, like like what that process is for you. Nintendo is still honoring that you send it in. They they fix it, yeah. I I see. I I, I, I think they did to avoid a lawsuit. I think they said they'll repair them. Huh. Yeah, I don't know, man. I felt like at first they were in total denial about it, or they would... <laughs> well, of course, yeah, it's Nintendo. It tell tells you, make people start yell, yelling and screaming. It's a thing. They're like, oh shit, we better do something about this. Well, yeah. So I don't know, man. It was um. I have it. Unfortunately, it's one of those like, uh, if I don't see it, if I don't hear it, I don't need it. Sort of things where like I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm removed from the situation because I unfortunately have the privilege of not having to deal yeah. with it. I'm glad um, someone made it out, you know. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. But like, I don't know. Uh, I, knowing my luck, when I eventually do grab a PlayStation Five, I'll apparently uh, I might get the DualSense drift issues that are currently happening. Mm-hmm. I just I don't even know. Like, I wish someone had like this elegant explanation for why this new tech is suddenly doing this. All needs to be like, wired. All wired. All fight sticks. I'll tell you exactly <laughs> no what issues. it is. They just don't make things like they used to. They don't make things <laughs> like they used to. Something back something in my day. In my planned, day, we enjoyed our rubber contacts. It was D-pad or bust, you see. Back in my day, you had a paddle and you loved it. <laughs> oh my god! Atari Twenty Six Hundred—that's a paddling. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. holy shit! Which, um, yeah, that's uh, that's foreshadowing for a bit, but um. I'm happy to hear, dude, that like I said, you've got and like I'm you you did mention uh, uh, quite a few games that you'll touch on, so I'm excited to hear about like uh, what you've uh, installed or plugged into your Switch for the first time. Should he just go um, into that right now? I mean, we already got him on on the hot seat. Yeah, fuck it. Like, if y'all like, we also have Andrew and Ed, but like Hi. you know them, you know I, us. I, I I waved. We're not even on video, and I waved. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> we're here so uh i figured from here on out we're gonna go ahead and uh th- this episode uh it's gonna be a mixture of sorts where um the newer format we typically just focus on what's in your console or a feature topic within their own right um here because it's been a while since we um last recorded at least ppr um we're we're gonna go ahead and uh touch back a little bit on what's in our console because there is a you know there were a ton of new releases and some old shit that came out that that definitely does bear mentioning um and then the the big hot topic the uh news uh of the uh PlayStation Network closures where um play has no limits uh <laughs> unless you unless are... Sony deems that it does <laughs> yeah so uh we'll we'll go ahead and get into that before we wrap up the show so yeah.
All right, Sean, what's what's in your console? Well, I'm going to start off with the making toast happy. Hades is yes, in my sir. Switch. Yeah, yes, sir. I got to say, that is, uh, I have not put enough time into it yet, but every single second that I've spent playing that game is amazing. Like, I'm... It, it, it feels like it's rare these days that, and honestly, even with World of Warcraft, like it's rare that I can actually sit down with any sort of game that doesn't just make me nostalgic for whatever reason and mm-hmm. just keep playing and keep just being in the moment for every single moment. And Hades is doing that for me. Like just between the, you know, the short talking bursts of like the random characters in the entry hall to uh, going out there and just kind of kicking some ass with the different weapons. Um, I'm a fan of the shield more than I thought I would be. Um, yes, that is actually probably uh, one of my more favorite weapons. I'm, I'm not. I'm not too big on the bow quite yet. Uh, I, I don't know what your thoughts are on that. Uh, toast, I've, but... I've been. I, I. I just want to pop in and say that's funny you say that because uh, every time I talk to Andrew about it, I, I always talk about how I, like I really don't want to give up the spear. But the one weapon I have been looking at where I'm like, all right, I'm going to go back and play it has been the bow. Mm. And, and a lot of it is the the good thing about that game is it it respects your time enough to where you always feel like you'll accomplish something even if you only have a couple of minutes to spare. Like the the progress in that game is a drip to where you still feel like you're accomplishing something and it's not just a medial task. Uh, oh, yeah. Same same with the weapons. The weapons will over time, and I don't want to give away too much because a lot of it is spoilers. Um, you will gain abilities, you'll gain modifications to your weapons to where a weapon you would have no interest in playing with just from the bare like look of it becomes a powerful like tool in, in progressing through the game. Um, and I don't want to give it away because it's a later weapon, but I, I saw it and I was like, why would I ever use this? I, I don't think this is even remotely going to be fun in the game. End up being the first weapon I used to clear the game. So, oh, wow you'll kind of surprise yourself with some of the combinations that will kind of just come naturally just through by playing the game and, and the game itself, as you play and start to do clears of it and you want to challenge and, and, and do things to kind of make the game not as easy for yourself. Like it gives you extra depth. You'll have restrictions on weapons. You'll have restrictions on abilities. Um, and like I said, again, it just comes up with these very organic combinations that you weren't really expecting and they just seem to work. And a lot of it is trial and error. It's just, this combination worked. I like this kind of play style, but then it does kind of push you into directions that you wouldn't normally take. And it ends up being a lot more, um, a, a lot more, uh, it, it kind of lets you complete the objectives ways that you didn't think you were going to be able to. So that game has a lot of stuff going on in the background. You don't even notice happening. So, um, I would say if you're not a fan of a particular weapon, just kind of through playing, just try it and see what kind of combinations you can come up with. Because it really does, like, I've played with every single weapon in the game and cleared it just because of the combinations that I was able to come up with. Um, yeah, I can't say enough good things about that game. It just does so many things right. And it's at a, like, a molecular level of the game. Like, you don't even know it's happening. It's so good about hiding it. Oh, yeah, and the types of creatures, too, and the difference between, like... Mm-hmm getting better with ranged attacks versus melee and really just kind of having to figure out like when you're using what and now I think it's... that's like my biggest beef um because like like bastion feels so good for melee 
Like that's like I know it's such a weird analog given how dated Bastion does feel in comparison, but I will say like things feel good and have like a rhythm when when it comes to uh, close combat, mm-hmm. um, uh, or or when you're currently um, kind of keeping ca- a crowd control with certain um, heavy strikes. But I I don't know I I feel like I'm way more vulnerable with um, melee close combat uh, weapons in Hades than I am with keeping things at a distance where I, I feel like I have way more managed, like I can, I can absolutely get uh, a hang of the situation regardless of what type of enemies I'm dealing with. Like and, it, 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 I don't know. And I will say to that over time, your close range melee weapons can become long range and vice versa. Your long range weapons can become more, uh, powerful in short distances. It's just it all comes down to the modifications you make and the things that you earn throughout gameplay. Um, so you know every weapon has the ability to become different types of archetypes. They don't have to stay true to that one style. Like they all can be adaptable. Yeah, I, I, it, I'll get into it in a bit, but I actually like <laughs> I I got more into another roguelike that I'll get into during my time, which is funny enough because, like, they're they're very much different from one another, but, I mean, Hades does borrow a lot of aspects from. Um, but, yeah, man, I I don't know. It's still one of the... I, it's also just a, the too-many-game syndrome. Sure. But, um... With, uh... Hades, um... So your go-to weapon, Sean... Is the shield? Is there um, is there a go to like boon combo that you have? Oh, you know, I'd say at this point anything from uh, Poseidon or Daedalus, really, just the super, just extended power buffs, like seem to be the greatest that are working out for me so far. Like just mm-hmm. going I forget in, and just who destroying Daedalus everything. Daedalus is. Do, do, do you have Athena as a deity yet? Um, I know I I don't want to spoil too much, but I think that was one from the start. Yeah, yeah. You you see her like at the very beginning. Um, okay. And I yeah, I've gotten a couple of other buffs from her. As yeah, and, uh, I I think Athena with the shield is a very good combination to go with, especially for like a defensive strategy. Yeah. Oh, and you know I I I poo pooed on the bow earlier, but um, I, I gotta say when you do get buffs from Artemis, that does make the bow pretty mm-hmm. unstoppable. The, the the critical hits. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So. Oh. Man, that's crazy. Does the bow like already like innately um, have like crit bonuses? Uh, depending on, I, I, you you can yes, like through unlocking because later in the game you start to unlock variations of the weapon. That's I hope not too much of a spoiler. Um, but yes, and, and so with uh, he had mentioned Artemis, um, like. Their 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 being as a deity does give you for any weapon uh, chances to hit critical. Yeah, yeah. That's why that's why I was thinking. Oh, because my go to, funny enough, like anything that's um, Dionysus and um, oh god, uh, goddess of love. Why is her Aphrodite? Name? Aphrodite, mm-hmm. Aphrodite, Dionysus, and uh, Artemis. Those are my go to setups, and then. Um, there is a uh, a deity that um, you do unlock when you reach the end, um, mm-hmm. which is I find weird. Um, their um, their boon is also great. Basically, any of the major status effect boons, like where I can basically um, 
all my attacks cast hangover and yeah. and depend like anything that damages over time um and then has an area of effects cuz i like i really um i like to play like the shuck and move strategy which, which i feel like that's why you need a lot of stuff that gives you speed and dash abilities cuz you definitely need that at the end for sure oh yeah mm-hmm. um there's one in like I still, like, I fixate on it so much. There's one other boon um, that I was even able to strengthen with um, uh, the Orman that I forget his name. His name starts with a C. Um, Mm. Oh, uh, 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 Charon, Sharon, however you want to pronounce it. Yeah, the the shopkeeper. Yeah, the Mm -hmm. Charon, like, gives you an opportunity to strengthen your boons near the end of your run. And... I had a boon effect that was able to cast slow in addition to everything else. And I cannot tell you, like, me personally, the the end boss at the run, like, is the weakest to anything that inflicts slow. It will give you the best, like, it, it, it will improve nearly any strategy that you have. Agreed. If you can get anything that allows you to cast slow to where the, it, it and like, I, I, like even had it to where it casts it up to ten seconds, like which I think is the max. And nice, oh, nice. I I still feel like garbage that I somehow like you're like you're like in the matrix at that point. But the thing about it is that the, those battles you think they're in your favor, and then you get a little cocky, and then something yep. happens. You're like, oh god, it's going downhill, and that happens to me dozens and dozens of times. Yeah. Good shit though, dude. Like yeah, and like I'm glad now more than ever, yeah. like Hades I even think got a like uh, a major physical retail release. It didn't get like some sort of uh boutique uh publisher, like Supergiant was able to get and like it's not hard to find. Like it's readily available at most retailers, so um did you pick it up physically or did you just download it? Oh, I got it physically. Um and there was a li- there was a tiny drought uh for a while, at least in like the Portland area or some mm-hmm. some other places in Oregon, but it it seems like that's fixed cuz yeah, mm-hmm. I, I went out a couple weeks later and I saw a, a couple of other uh stores that were carrying them too. So What yeah, else you got man. on the Switch? Other things that kind of like were part of your- I saw your library. It's growing pretty rapidly. Oh yeah. Well, one, I'm actually, uh, it's not necessarily, a, well, it's not a, sl- a Switch exclusive, but uh, mm-hmm. maybe Ed will be interested in hearing this one, but uh, uh, Final Fantasy X uh, and X-2 collection, and I'm playing a lot of ten on that one. Um, so I got uh, hosed because I bought it pre-owned and didn't realize that the ten two was a download code, so I was a little irked by that. Oh, uh, mm-hmm. well, yeah. Just like I, uh, the Vita version as well was a download code. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's which I, that's the one thing I'm like uh, I have this on Vita and then um, I so what I did is I bought it on Vita and I think I also got it on PlayStation Three and um, I, I have the cross save which I mean cross save sounds stupid as fuck in comparison to a Switch because literally like oh I can just put my Switch on the dock but like I don't know I kind of just like. I, I, I basically, like, it's one of those things where I'm like, I don't want to disturb that ecosystem. I'm fine with it. So. The what system? That that ecosystem, that fucking oh, oh, cross yeah, yeah, save, yeah. where I'm just like, <laughs> I already have them installed. Like, oh, like that's yeah. the one thing. I, I heard I daddy like... go system, just saying. I, daddy yeah. Go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I heard, daddy like, go. ecosystem, and I was like, what's that? <laughs> I was like, wait, Man, are we talking about the biosphere of the video games now? This is. No, no, I just. 
Um, I mean, yeah, that was a that's because uh, I'm kind of like when we do find like the free time, if we're not already distracted with a bunch of other shit we're playing, um, it's been really nice to reintroduce Val to some um, Final Fantasy games. Like Seven's the one we've been playing back and forth, but Ten is the other one that I have in mind, and I think that one will be more palatable because the uh, HD remaster, from what I remember. Like it, it's pretty good looking, even like by the Vita standards. I imagine it looks fucking clean on a Switch. Oh, it is, and it's 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 really nice. And I mean, you know, granted, you can tell that like the you know some of the characters aren't looking as great as like the main characters, for instance. But either way, it's like that's kind of what you got on the PS2 as well. But mm. um, back in the day, um, but oh, um, now that I have one of the HD versions, one thing that they've included on them that they only included, I guess, on the Japan and. Uh, Europe versions is uh, dark Aeon fights when you return to the temples and uh, oh yeah that that was part of the international release right yep and those are on there now and Sare bad news I forgot the treasure in Makalania so if I want anima I'm gonna have to go back and fight dark Shiva who has like a million HP but supposedly Oof. there's a workaround with Yojimbo so okay I just I I gotta really like that's the one thing that like I don't miss about Final Fantasy are the like those timed events where if you like fuck up any sort of process like just the process alone of getting the jet shot is so needlessly stressful like oh, like yeah. I'm just too old for that now like I don't know that's the one thing that like bums me out about like revisiting some older games where like I appreciated like that sense of urgency as a kid, but like I was a dumbass kid. Like I didn't know like yeah. how like, rattled uh, I'd be. Excalibur two in Final Fantasy Nine. Oh, dude. Gotta the get fucking... to it in twelve hours. <laughs> like Yeah, ain't nobody like I you know that again, there there's some foreshadowing there that I'd um that I can bring up. And, and I'd be happy to share with you guys, but yeah, man, like, I don't know. I, when people shit on Final Fantasy 13 for being really streamlined and, uh, kind of bare bones in comparison. I'm like, I feel like as the years go by, it's aged the best because of that. It's just very nice. Like it's still got that larger than life spectacle of Final Fantasy, but like, it's way easier to digest and play. Like even like, is as linear as the levels are like within uh the first major part of those games um like the open world isn't so obnoxious and like i don't know it's still like one of my favorite go-tos in, in terms of the modern uh offerings for final fantasy um but i don't know remake is remake is there for as weirdly sloggy as the um the first couple hours of that game are um but yeah, uh, a ten two I'm not too familiar with. Like neither am I, honestly. And uh, this was going to be my first play around once I'm done with ten. And I hear it's from what I've heard. I hear that it's definitely different. Like apparently there's like you don't get the sphere grid. You get like some they call it like a, a garment grid or something. And it's like it gives yeah, you characters uh, different dre costumes. Yeah, dress dress spheres is what the they're dress called. Dress spheres. Dress yeah. spheres. Okay. And uh, it's basically like a super streamlined, ultra customizable um, job system. Now here, yeah, which uh, here it works well. I, I, you know what, like I, I want to say that, like to some extent, there are variations of that already in like what the system in remake, as far as the weapon system. 
and how you can customize is like I, I already from what I understood a spin on that system um, and even then like the uh, the grid system that they have in 15 like it's I don't know man it's one of those like uh, systems that's endured just under a different name uh, as well as the um, the paradigm shift that uh, was introduced in 13 uh, is introduced in like different battle styles from um, what they put into both 15 and even remake for that matter. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that, like it's, it's good to see that like when they um, do introduce like a, a, a nice little nuance that kind of streamlines and makes things um, easier to like pick up and play, especially on a, on a system that's, like that, that's like its main draw um that they kind of tightened it up i just wish that there was there weren't all these little weird like contextual like bits that like you know if you weren't in the know or didn't know what was up and you missed your opportunity you just lost out on like any number of hours that you put in without like debating whether or not you should fucking dump it all and go back can't i don't know man can't stomach games like that anymore Mm-hmm. No, well, I mean, I think that with RPGs nowadays, I mean, I am much more comfortable with playing a game and put twenty hours into it and feel like I accomplished something, or two hours for that matter. Like my time is like unfortunately limited, and so I don't have the ability to grind it out anymore. Like I would love to go back and play the remastered Mass Effect games. I don't think I can actually do it. Like physically, I I cannot do it, and I really want to. It's just. I think we can if we like. Time, time is a it, hot right? commodity. It's a hot yeah, I was, commodity. I was, I was surprised that you haven't gone off about a uh, bravely default two yet. I've I, barely touched it. I barely yeah. touched That's it. It's so weird, dude. I know. Like, I love, dude. I played the demo for 3ds. The demo. I put like 50 hours in the demo, and then like hundreds of hours in the main game, and then uh, I didn't touch two, or whatever it was. Bravely, whatever second. the sequel. Bravely Second, thank you. Yeah. Really really didn't even touch it. And then I kind of played some of the demos of the Switch release and then got it on launch day and haven't really played it or touched it. I mean, I played, I played Bravely Default, uh, like the main um, Bravely Default release, not so much the, the demo. Yeah. Um, but I got the collector's edition of Bravely Second, but it's still sealed. Ooh, there you go. That's not, that's not a bad little thing to have right now. That's Dude, that's a fucking... That's what I like to call an old school NFT, right there. Let, you got. <laughs> let, let that, let that shit touch. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, that I've, is a fungible dude, token. You, you've got to, you've got to see my PlayStation Two uh, sealed games. It's kind of ridiculous. Like we're talking, literally dozens that have not been opened from uh, uh, when they were pre-ordered. You, dude, you want to go fucking insane? I. <sighs> A retro game collecting sucks right yeah, now. Yeah, it does. Because it does. Yeah. does. The bubble... Bro, shit that you didn't even think was, like, worth any money. Like, bro, I... I Pokemon XD Gale of Darkness is, like, 300 now. Like, the So game is Pokemon seems... Heart Gold and Soul Silver, my guy. Jeez, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I found out like... my complete diamond is, like, 100 bucks. It's like, what? Co- complete get, Heart Gold, Soul Silver? graded. With the with the with the Poke Walker is like six hundo. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, man, get those things yeah, graded for real, dude. I, get get that get that WADA seal of approval. Um, <laughs> even though they can't verify anything or like you even looked at it wrong, 
and be like, oh, it's got a gleam of that time you gave it the fucking the lowbrow. Um, <laughs> it has that sheen of pretentiousness. <laughs> yeah, honestly, that's yeah, why I don't want to do. I don't really want to do any of that shit because it's like, well, that's not yeah. even the reason. And it's like, okay, so you're gonna make me feel like a jackass just for you know actually playing the damn game. Not, I, hey, I have, and, like, and not, few... not, not your choice anymore. It's been decided for you. Now you must savor it and collect it and never do anything with it or play with it. That's why all my amiibos are sealed. <laughs> <laughs> Which, damn, dude, I still find it weird that Wada hasn't gotten into that amiibo-grade game. Right? Um, mm. I, I feel like it's an untapped market, so if you're out there listening, you're welcome. Um, oh, God. But, yeah, no, I have a few... Copyright, copyright, TM, TM. Yeah, <laughs> Register uh, like like get at me after the show. Um, no, I have a few sealed copies that I've been playing around with the idea of um, getting graded, only because I bought them by accident sealed. Like um, like when, when I was a kid, I'm like, oh, here's Vector Man Two, like for five bucks at Toys R Us. I already have it, but like here it is. <laughs> like I have that, and then like. Light Crusader and the Genesis, those are both sealed. I think what? I may have actually gotten drunk and opened Light Crusader. I don't know. But um Oops. Yeah, no, dude, I had a I had a friend who would go out of his way to buy dupes just so he can have um sealed copies because one sealed he wanted and one the shelf candy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, and I'm just like I, I didn't just understand it at, at the time, but visionary. Fucking visionary, because he's sitting on he's sitting on like that that infomercial gold. Right there in our in our community, <laughs> like it's he's got the I, beanie babies of sealed games. I don't know, but yes, exactly. But like, see, I'm the dumbass that's like trying to chase like a complete library of like the North American Saturn uh, set and the Jaguar set. Like these are goals hey, that I, mean, I set for myself. Your Saturn set has a couple of the biggest heavy hitters out of the way, so not much to worry about there. Oh, dude, I don't got that Burning Rangers. Um, that's like my next one, but I did grab uh, my my biggest get recently was lunacy. Look, and I like, don't want to be that guy, okay? But I remember when you chided me for spending seventy five dollars on that I game know, of packs. I know, I know, I <laughs> know. Yeah. And I like, I think about it. I go to I and go now to sleep what? at night feeling <laughs> stupid. Um, no, but uh, yeah, dude, it's a uh, it's weird. I don't even know how we got on the subject, but um. Yeah, it it, which I know that this topic will resurface of when we get to the feature topic. Believe me, I was gonna say will. apparently apparently this switched to what's not in your console. <laughs> well, oh, hey, dude. you know we should do that as a topic one time. What's not in our console? <laughs> I think yeah, just, it's, it's already started. The games that you go, want, the, the the hot games that you're hunting for. Well, my level ten graded duck hunt is not in my console, <laughs> and that's why it's ten. And it never will be. I'm rich uh, tuned forever. It's pristine. <laughs> I can hear the monocles like just fucking shuffling back and forth on your on your cheeks. You no, that's just my fake stick. He wears two monocles. Those are glasses. <laughs> you can hear Mister. <laughs> you can hear the Mister Mister Peanut Head. Um, Hold up, are two monocles bionicles? Hmm. Uh, um. Yes. <laughs> yes. Gonna, yes, it is. Hap- and... I'm calling it now. And remove. All right, guys. Ed is taken off the call. So. No, man. Hey, I. <laughs> he's coming up with crossovers we never even thought of before. We're um, tapping into another market right now. Hey, just for that, I vote that he goes next on what's in your console. Yeah, man. If you've got nothing more to add, by all means, I would love to hear. Fucking. 
Uh, I got a pile of Switch games. I'll, I'll get back to those as the weeks go by. So, yeah, dude, I'm excited to hear. I'm just happy that like you, like we just need to get Ed on the Hades train, and then before you know it, we've got a games club. Boom. Just me, Do just, it. just 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 talking One for minutes and us. minutes and minutes about that One game. Of us. <laughs> Um, just, dude, I'll start a pool. Fuck it. If we can all get a couple bucks in, we just send Ed the money. I'm just like, no, no, no. Go ahead and just gift it to him. We'll gift it to him. Yeah. We can just do that. Then he has no choice in the matter. Um, but speaking of which, where he does have choices in the matter, Ed, what's in your console, bud? What's in my console? Um, well, um, I got to bring up my list. There's, there's a bunch of stuff. Bear with me. Here we go. I was about to say, are, are, are we going right. to bear witness to his elite, elite be, beatboxing? Be a good time N- not at all. Music. N- not at all. <laughs> it was pretty hot fire. Um, so, yeah, uh, we've, we've been uh, playing a lot of stuff on our uh, Wednesday feature live streams. And uh, a couple of uh, of Metal Slug titles found their way over to us. So uh, I checked out Metal Slug Anthology and Metal Slug Double X on PlayStation 4. Um, Metal Slug Double X is the clear winner between the two, but it still has issues. And Metal Slug Anthology is kind of weird because it's a PS2 game on a PlayStation 4 disc. Really? So, like, does it... Did they do anything to... Kind of like, are you saying it? The game runs like a PlayStation Two emulator that's running the ROM. Yeah, when you when you start it up, it literally brings up the PlayStation Two splash screen, and then it goes into the game. It's kind of weird. Oh, that is, but but okay, but how does it look? How does it look? Properly scaled, so it's not blurry and it doesn't have weird interlace issues. Okay, uh, that's so you're, good. You're getting proper uh, progressive scan. The uh, caveat to that is Metal Slug Six because Six was a an Atomus Wave 480p game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it is going to have, or it's not 480 480p, but like it's got a, four, a 480 resolution. It was probably 480i at the time, mm-hmm. um, but it still looks good. It was properly uh, properly translated over to whatever progressive scan method that they're using. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem with Anthology, though, outside of the fact that it's just the same game that we've played since PlayStation 2 and or the Wii, and PlayStation Portable for that matter, uh, is that there's uh, some pretty gnarly input delay on certain titles. Like Metal Slug 1, for example, has some pretty nasty delay. Um, but like I found that Metal Slug like 2 and 3 and uh, Metal Slug X, Metal Slug 5, uh, and Metal Slug 6, they all behaved fairly decently. Uh, but Metal Slug 4 and 1, yeah, they definitely had input issues for sure. That's weird, too, because, like, the anthology, for the most part, because, like, and and the anthology came out, like, everywhere, and I felt like uh, that was one of the instances where you, like, started noticing the trend of, like, the Wii getting inferior PS2 ports, because the Wii version was kind of bunk um, uh, in comparison, but the, yeah, anthology... And it's it's weird too because uh, 
you mentioned a Thomas wave because like I grabbed the full like all the the uh, since we've last recorded and and talked or or broached the subject, uh, every Thomas wave game has now been properly converted for the Dreamcast and is available in some capacity to play um, on any uh, Dreamcasts that are equipped to uh, run raw game data, like uh, those with an ODE or mode or anything of that um, nature. And uh, Metal Slug 6 was actually the very first conversion that initially like led to the conversion of all the others. And it... I don't know what it is, man, but it plays so much smoother... And I, I think it really has to do with the fact that it it was like when Sammy developed it, they didn't even like they used some sort of unique architecture or something that like didn't even like I think use the previous code of the uh, older Metal Slug games because like it it would honestly plays so much better uh, on the Dreamcast, which I mean that's what the Atomus Wave pretty much was was a, just a gussied up Dreamcast uh, setup. Um, than I have ever played on the um, anthology. So I find that weird. Uh, the one I've never touched out of all the Metal Slug games is XX. And I want to say, isn't that also considered 7 or isn't that the PSP one? Yeah, well, it's it's well. if we're going to be technical, it is double X um, is, how, is how it's supposed to be pronounced. Uh, mm. it's ba- it does t- for Metal Slug 7 what Metal Slug X did for uh, Metal Slug 2. So it uh, it enhances oh, yeah. certain things so, and it adds kinda, other things. Yeah, that's the one thing. It's fun. I I, I find it funny because like I like two is probably the m- most unnecessary entry out of all of them, just because X exists. Because X yes. is basically like, hey, we we fixed two. We're sorry about all the slowdown and bullshit. And like, just please, <laughs> there you go. Here it is. They they also added stuff like combat school for the PlayStation version and. Uh, yeah, it, it um they also there was a new announcer uh that they added to that. So taking those in mind, uh, those uh changes in rocket mind launcher. X, yeah, rocket launcher. Um with those in mind, the uh the additions to Metal Slug Double X, so you've got the same roster from Metal Slug Six. Uh they re implemented Combat School, they changed the announcer again, they added Leona first as a downloadable character, but it's included on the uh, the new release on PlayStation 4. Um and there are uh, new abilities that your characters can do. But I found that the new abilities you, you have to do certain button combinations to do it. And in the heat of the moment, with the kind of bullshit that Metal Slug Double X throws at you, there really isn't any time to do that kind of stuff. So the coolest abilities are completely, uh, they just completely leave you open to death. Yeah, you, you still got death. Clark, though, who gives you, like, a free hit, right? Uh, that's Ralph. Oh, that's Ralph. I thought that was yes. Clark. No, Clark has the uh, Super Argentine Backbreaker. Ooh. Oh yeah, because he's the fighting game character that they threw in. Well, nice. they were both in Akari Warriors before they were in King of Fighters, but you know. Wait, are they in King of Fighters now? Yeah, they've been uh, yeah. in King of Fighters. Oh, yeah. What? For a yeah. while, yeah. King of oh, Fighters damn. is the SNK very first crossover. Some, yeah, I was gonna say SNK is fucking man. Like they're, without they're, they're, they're it, precursor it to a, Capcom and all those that was games. The, wow, the, the Smash Brothers before Smash Brothers. Yeah, sure. that honestly was because you had. Phil I honestly Fury. just thought they did that in Battle Coliseum. I didn't know they were doing that even before all that. Battle Coliseum is like their version of Capcom Fighting Evolution, to yeah, where yeah. 
they're, they they'd straight up take characters from their non-fighting game properties and just make them fighting game characters. Sure. Like, they fucking, like, one of the characters is fucking Cyber Woo from King of the Monsters. Um, and then... Mar- Marco's God. in it, too. Right? Hey, nothing's yeah. better than the fucking Daytona USA car. <laughs> that's, that's Fuck a, that, no! Yeah. Fighting as the Hornet? Yes. <laughs> Eat shit, dude. I'm all about, I'm all about that Daytona USA. That Viper! Mm-hmm. Um, Goddamn, Fighter Mega Mix was so good. Like, I don't even think that's gotten a proper re-release. No. Mm. That's no bueno. Um, that one too. That's a good game. Oh, it's so good. Um, so yeah, uh, my review for Metal Slug Double X should be going up sometime today. Um, so uh, we're, we're recording on a Sunday for those listening. So it's probably already up. Uh, if you want to check it out, uh, I definitely have grievances with it. But I mean, as a fan of the series, I still enjoy playing it. I just don't appreciate how. Um, I don't appreciate how. Um, Oh, what's the word I'm reaching for? It's uh, it's a spiteful game. Like it, it throws so much at you that you have no adequate way of dealing with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that's that's the catch twenty two of it. Because like that's the legacy of Metal Slug because it was a coin op game. But then you yeah. have this like console exclusive entry, and you're like, okay, you Ex- can optimize it a little bit. But that, they that don't. is one hundred percent one hundred percent one of the things that I said in the in the script too. So. Uh, I'm sure you'll appreciate that when I get into it. But, like, yeah, you look at, like, Metal Slug X on the PlayStation, and that is a very manageable game. You can get to stage five or six on one credit without very much in the way of uh, of any sort of grief. But, like, Metal Slug Double X, as soon as you start hitting stage three, you're fucked. Oh, dude, better player than I. There's only so many smooth McGrooves that I can fucking save before, like, I end up, like, biting the dust. I'm say I some of those I, games I haven't made it past like stage one or two. My my best run in Double X. I'm not gonna lie. I made it to uh, halfway through stage three on one credit. That's the best I could do. I'm still, and I've been talking to you guys all about it, like off the record. I still really need to research the nuances of Parsec, but dude, I'd be down as fuck to get like some Metal Slug going, and like if I can figure it out, um, we can run it off MVS hardware, like right right away so i'll have to look into that but i'd be down to like get a metal slug party going oh yeah, yeah definitely. always down for metal slug didn't yeah, we play one, metal two. slug i think we played metal slug five at pax didn't we yeah five is five is the one that i think is unfairly hard but probably where the the like the, the series peaked for me like i have a lot of fond memories of it it's one of the first ones too where um that's where the neo geo officially died like aes was finally not getting the support and like god damn it's still wild to believe that like there's this like subsect of like gamers who were purchasing aes carts when people are like oh i i'm gonna they're they're putting it out on playstation 2 um that's that's where i'm buying it in the year 2004 what what uh I think and five I, as well. Five five is unfairly uh, unfairly underrated. Uh, I I played it with the anthology, and I was kind of I, I dug what they were doing with the game quite a bit. Yeah, but everyone hates it. It's just because I think it does. It it I I think it's new for the sake of being new. Um, yeah. Like it does a lot of weird things and. Um, 
I think as well, like the visuals, like, cause there was always like this grittiness to the uh, backdrops and the colors yeah. and it, it, it like, it's not as saturated looking as uh or no, I'm sorry. It's more saturated looking than any of the other ones. Like, I don't know. It, the, people um, give that game a lot of weird guff. It's a, it's a lot like how people got after Capcom with Mega Man on the NES, right? Yeah. I, I Which, think that's, that's a big, like Mega Man 5, we can both agree is a pretty sweet game, but like, oh, that's my every, favorite one. Everyone's like the fuck this this came out after Mega Man X. I'd rather just play Mega Man X. Nah, dude, five five is where it's at. That's my favorite yeah, it one. It's, it's hands excellent. down. That's why I've got mine signed and hanging on a wall. Um, okay, but other than other than Metal Slug, what um, else has been kicking around? So Project Starship X been playing the PlayStation Four version. Um, for those not in the know, I named that the shmup of the year in 2020, much to the disappointment of many, but I'm standing by it because every time I fire up that game, I grin like a maniac. It's so good. <laughs> but I saw you were um, on some uh, other shows, like other episodes about that game. So, I mean, clearly other people are now listening to you and realizing that game is as good as it is. <laughs> You'd like, be they're, 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 they're seeking out your expertise in the matter. I, I was accused of being bought out by the developer of the game when, in actuality, I approached him. Uh, I was about to say, like, like you can get money for doing this kind of stuff. Yeah, I know. <laughs> when uh, that happened, the when they said that, I, I, I snidely commented, "Yeah, that zero dollars and zero cents went an awful long way." What can I say, dude? Somebody I... wants to buy me out. You totally can. I have no <laughs> shame. Gearbox, dude, my pay Gearbox, email Gearbox, address. Gearbox, you got my email. Hit me up. <laughs> just give me five Doge coins or something. Randy Pitchford, d- d- just do a magic trick and you can pay me however much money you want. I don't care. Make money but, appear in my account. Um, <laughs> to elaborate but, but, a bit on uh, Project Starship X on PS4, though, um, there is uh, a couple of hiccups in terms of performance versus the PC version. It's still miles better than the Switch version, uh, which mm-hmm. I will definitely say. But um, there's also some minor censorship uh, in a couple of places. Uh, Most notably, uh, Zombie Hitler has been replaced by Zombie Bad Guy. And he looks the same, but he doesn't have a stash. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, Ah, Dude, I'm all right with that one. I'm sorry. I've Um, I've seen enough Nazi uh, on my my real-life timeline. Here's the thing, though. I, I thought for sure that maybe it was actually a joke. Uh, because knowing, like, I've been in contact with the developer. Uh, his name is Matthew Godworth. Uh, I've been in co- in contact with the developer of Project Starship X since almost uh, almost longer than the game has actually been out, and I he's answered all of the questions that I've had because I just I need to know more about this game, right? And mm-hmm. I thought for sure that maybe he had, you know, given the the history of Sony censorship, that he himself went into the game and purposefully did it without prompt. Did before they asked him to yeah. as a joke turns sure. out not but he did say that he thought about calling it censored bad guy <laughs> instead, <laughs> instead of zombie bad, bad guy this bad guy, guy bad guy bad guy redacted <laughs> redacted bad guy yes like put it. a big bar over his face now i should bring that to us to his attention he should do that uh, canceled bad guy <laughs> yes <laughs> his face is just like the the smiley face that's sad <laughs> <sighs> no, uh, these are all great ideas. <laughs> mm-hmm. If there's DLC, he'll have to implement it. I'm gonna bring it to. Excellent. I'm gonna bring it to him. I am. Excellent. I like um, it. 
But yeah, anyways, uh, Project Starship X is excellent. Uh, it's just as good uh, on the PlayStation 4, I think, as the um, as the PC. Although, you know, there are, again, a couple of hiccups there, here and there, but definitely playable. Uh, I also, PC, is, PC is the way to go, though, if people are listening and, oh, and yeah. want to pick it up. Okay. Yeah. 100% get it on PC. Mm-hmm. Um, because, yeah, especially for running it off of an SSD, it's going to it's gonna be very snappy. It runs like a dream. So, so when we all like live in the fantasy world of readily available PlayStation 5s. I'll be curious to hear like when you like upgrade it to the PS5 whether or not you change your tune. Cuz I don't know, man. Uh I guess we'll have to see what happens with the PS5 thing, but if I'm totally honest, I might just again stick with PC and upgrade it. Hmm. Um I had the opportunity as well to play Astro Aquakitty on the Switch uh, pre-release. They gave me the clear no embargo. We uh, we did a live stream of it. It was pretty cool. Um Aqua Kitty Milk My Defender was a, a Defender alike. This is a very differently structured game. Uh, it doesn't play like Defender at all. It's more of like, it's almost like a shmuproidvania uh, without the same kind of uh, backtracking involved with a typical Metroidvania style game. I'm sorry, um, I gotta do the SEO check on that again. Let me let me go ahead and backtrack. Shmuproidvania. Sh- yeah, I'll probably end up coming up. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, continue. Alright. Um, so yeah, it, it's, it's a good game. There's a lot of, uh, um, uh, RNG involved with regards to what kind of weapons are dropped at what points. Um, and the bosses are pretty neat. It's, it's very RPG centric as well, because you can level up your ship to get, uh, to use better weapons. Um, and the flow is pretty nice. The, the stages do get progressively larger, though, and I'm not sure how much of an issue that's going to be going past, like, stage three, because, man, stage three took a while to get through, and there's eight areas in total. So when we finally get around to the review, I'll definitely report back on that. But Astro Aquacity is worth a look, at least. Um, and I would definitely say that if you're into... If you want an RPG with more of a shooting game... Uh, an arcade shooting game sort of twist, you can do worse than this game. So um, definitely check that one out. Uh, We also got the Blaster Master 1 and 2 Collector's Edition for the Switch from Limited Run Games. And I got to say, that is the single most extensive and well uh, put together Collector's Editions I think that I've ever looked at so far in life. Um, It has obviously the two full Switch releases in there. They come complete with uh, not only an NES-style box, but like a regular box with all the Switch branding. And then on the inside, uh, the Switch case is resting in a replica... Well, not a replica, but like um, an NES-inspired dust sleeve with the Limited Run logo on it. It's a pretty good... It's a pretty good collection. But what's really cool is that it also came with two um, replica NES carts with the Blaster Master 0, 1, and 2 labels on each respective cartridge. And these really cool metal uh, metal figurines of the uh, Sophia tanks that are found in the games. And uh, they actually give the box quite a bit of weight. Each one weighs like a half a pound. It's ridiculous. So uh, f- as far as collector's editions go, that's like, again, the, the best one that I think we've looked at. And I'm going to be taking a look at Blaster Master 01 and 2 as a result uh, on Bullet Heaven. But that's going to be after episode 300. But it is on the way. Um the replica cartridges had me thinking, though, that maybe I could probably put something into them because they looked as if they could have something, but I wasn't yeah, 100% uh, sure. Yeah, Limited Run has the, um, they they have, like, 
the the moldings and whatnot like those those yeah. carts will fit into mm. a legit nes so so um, here's here's the thing um the uh, the back of an nes cartridge obviously you've got the, for the most part some of them don't but um the security bits are what hold them together right mm-hmm. uh, i've got a security driver and a number of other drivers to get into my electronics and what i did was i bought two copies of the original blaster master <laughs> Uh, got them in, popped open the originals, took out the ROM boards, and put the ROM boards into the replica cartridges. Here you go. And they 100% fit exactly as they should, and now they are functional cartridges with the original Blaster Master in them. Oh, shit. There you go, dude. Like, um, I wish you can, like, do, like, the only other thing that I can think of that comes to recent memory is the uh, the Sonic Mania Collector's Edition. And the cart is actually like a, a, a just a weird uh, case for the giant metal gold ring. Oh like yeah. It's no, I mean it. It it's a it's like actual size. Like I like you know for some glamour shots to get that that Instagram cred. Like I threw my cart into my 32x. I'm like, haha, look at me, fucking. <laughs> but <laughs> um, but no, they 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 don't have the tactility of uh, those um, those reproduction shells that. Um, yeah, dude, I saw the set. It looks like Limited Run is killing it. I just the ecosystem on how and like they're they're trying like I want to support them because they're trying to be better about it. They're trying to give you uh, as much of a heads up as you can. Um, it's just and you I got a full month get, nowadays, right? Which is great. Yeah. So I tried. It's just uh, there's still no there there the the bots are unfortunately still finding a way to game their uh their drops so it's a little frustrating but thankfully they i feel like they produce like um in large enough quantities now to where i've been able to get most of like i was able to get panzer dragoon uh fairly easily um and i think another thing that kind of bummed me out is the turnaround time like i don't know why but i made like the decision to get celeste um physical and I didn't get that game until like 14 months later and like I still haven't even popped it in. It's kind of like just I don't know why I was like oh, I really because I really wanted to support Maddie. She like I, I've been following like ever since um, uh, Towerfall have I like just totally supported any of the work that developers done. Um, but the the architecture of I guess how they produce Switch is if they if they do a contracted game, um, and there's any planned DLC that gets announced at any time during manufacturing, they'll delay the game until the release of the DLC, in t- so that way they can include it on cart because apparently the carts don't update um, as well with the deal. They basically they want you to get the full package because if the cart will basically just have you buy the DLC, which even then I kind of I don't know. It, it it's such a weird uh, hang up, but I, yeah, especially I, with the uh, with COVID these days, production and uh, shipping has been become very difficult. So, uh, like a lot of the stuff that I got from last year is only only uh, starting to come in now, right? So, yeah, I'm dude. I don't don't even get me fucking started on Paprium, and oh, and yeah. those motherfuckers have completely went off the grid, even when they promised that they wouldn't making up their bullshit terms like oh, locustry and uh that it's not a real word it's just what i'm saying so i don't have to take any real responsibility or accountability <laughs> to what's happening to me 
Uh, like, I don't know. That's, oh my god, that's a whole other fucking topic. Um, we'll, we'll get to it. That's Do gonna you... be in our segment, What's Not in Your Console. <laughs> yeah! I mean, it did, like, I was supposed to get a shipping notification by now, so now I'm thinking maybe at the end of the year now? So I'm like, oh, cool. Rough. That, that that's been my whole motto is just let's 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 do that in 22. <laughs> the whole motto. <laughs> let's we'll, we'll, back. Get, we'll, we'll get in 22, guys. We'll get hey, it. Hey, if it comes, it comes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, but I've already been waiting on this stupid game long enough, though. That's the that's the the pain point. Um, but no, I don't know, man. Maybe that that extra manufacturing time is going to make it to where I get my limited edition leather thong that no one asked for. <laughs> Fuck, dude. But everyone uh, gets. Yeah. Uh, I, dude, yeah, like I said, that's a whole other tangent. Um, but yeah, man, uh, right. I, I I, really enjoyed Blaster Master Zero, and um, I was surprised at, like, oh, there's a, there are two other uh, titles, and, like... Um, I'll tell you what, the second one has some wild level design. Holy cow. I'm curious, because since the, the first one is kind of a, like, a redux of the of the first game is mm-hmm. the second one a redux of the Genesis sequel? It is not, thankfully. Man, I, I I think I need to go back and play the Genesis sequel. I always forget why people poo-poo on that game. Oh, it's super dumpy. <laughs> just dumpy? Oh, like yeah. it's just Pixar it's, mom ass dumpy? It is, it is, Ooh, it is not, okay. It is not what you Keep want. It is not what you want in a uh, in a uh, <laughs> Blaster Master follow-up. You don't sure. know what I'm into. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Mr. Peanuthead, apparently. Uh, yes, amongst other things. <laughs> <laughs> Dumpy Pixar moms, Peanutheads, all about it. I'm learning a lot today. All right, last game, Tanuki Justice. Um, been getting the footage for that for Bullet Heaven. It's a running gun. It's it leans more on the uh, the action side of things, but I think it's uh, it's a good topic because man, is this ever a streamlined game? It is fast. It is uh, quick. There is time uh, time attack um, possibility for it as well as high score, and the uh, the visuals and music are delightfully retro, very Mega Drive sounding uh, and sixteen bit looking. Yeah, I I vaguely remember uh, Hey Poor Player reviewed it, and I'm like, I first like I immediately looked at it, and I'm like, ah, oh, this looks like a Turbo Graphics game. It's um it's made by the same guys that made this game called Agalos. Oh really? Yeah, that's yeah. the one that has like the Monster Boy or Mon- or Wonder Boy like uh, vibes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the developer is Wonder Boy Bobby. Hmm. So I would definitely recommend checking that game out. It's pretty good, uh, and our review should be coming out soonish on that. Um, I just want to sort of cap this off with a couple of hardware things that I've been doing. I I super modded a Game Boy Advance SP. Clean. Um, into into what I'm that. calling I, I I'm calling the unit crystal chill, um, and it basically takes a uh, like a minty uh, a minty green glow in the dark shell, marries it with white buttons and a white bezeled IPS LCD. So icy, icy. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah, I want it's it. Uh, it, it it basically is the best Game Boy Advance I think I've ever played. <laughs> Dude, so okay. And it, your work was insanely clean, but I don't think we ever like circled back to it when we were first talking about it, and you were showing me. Um, what uh, IP screen did you use? Did you use Funny Playing? It is a Funny Playing screen, yes. Okay, so but they're, they're the only ones playing... that are available. Yeah. Well, 
I don't know if the I think Retro Kai's got something in the works because they were doing something with Game Gear. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, because I don't know. GBA is still kind of like there's the there's also like a new um, shell that's coming out for SP that I really want that makes a it doesn't it basically removes the folding uh, from a uh, SP and just orients it vertically like that of an old uh, DMG. Oh yeah, um, it's fully aluminium, very uh, very heavy <laughs> very heavy yeah unit. i've been i've been i've been looking at possibly like i love the compact folding but like playing tilt and tumble and shit like that is kind of enticing but anyway um how is the screen tearing on yours because that's like that's the Z- one there is zero screen tear i i really like are you sure and I, i'm not debating yeah i think i might just have an older version did you get like the latest Oh yeah, playing? no, it's it's a very a very recent. Um, okay, because uh, I was unit, reading yeah. that they got rid of it. Because like there are times where I still unfortunately get like a little bit of screen. T- like if you're playing Pokemon, for example, like say yep. Ruby and Sapphire, and you run, um, where anytime the game shifts in frames, there's gonna be a slight screen tear. It'll like realign, but it's like it's so fucking like I can't stand screen tearing. It's like what well, there, makes there is that sequence in my video where it does a pan around uh, two copies of Pokemon red going side mm-hmm. by side on an original and on the new IPS screen. Mm-hmm. And you can see there that there's like nothing going on in terms of screen tearage and there's plenty of movement. Yeah. I got to check out the video cause I, I may just get a, uh, an entirely new kit and then fucking send it your way. Um, like, and reward you handsomely for your efforts because I, I cannot, I, it's been my whole goal. Like the only, um, console that I have been able to get done correctly that has the, the least amount of screen tearing is the Atari Lynx. And okay. even then it's, that's mostly in part the fact that it's got such a weird resolution to it, but I do, I just, I can't, it fucking takes me out. Like yeah, even I play, then, I play a lot of Metal Slug Advance on there. Uh, that was one of the the first games that I started playing on it, and it is it's perfectly uh, replicated. It's so funny too, because like um, I've been kind of like uh, with our feature topic, I've been going back to some like older like legacy digital releases, and like it's insane to me like how some of those are like plagued with screen tearing, like uh, fucking Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, in time reshelled. Um, I, like, I forgot how old that release was, and I remember when Andrew and I first got it, and, like, that's a deep cut in Press Pause Radio, because we, we also did not like that game. Um, at the time that I played it, I mean, I was playing it on, like, a fucking, like, a high-def CRT setup before, like, I upgraded to, like, the, the standard now, and playing that on a, on a flat 1080p screen, it, ugly, it's just fucking ugly. I'm like, why is it there's so much screen tearing? It's, it's become my new pet peeve. I, I can't, I can't fucking stand it. So I'm, I'm gonna have to check out that video. Screen tear is the new pixelation. Uh, dude, hundred percent. Mm. No. No, like, like, mm-mm, like it ain't that ain't my business. Oh, like, I hate oh it. yeah, 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 yeah. No one likes it. I guess but, yeah, um, the only other I'll have thing to I think link that uh, video that you did on yeah, your Game Boy we'll in the show sh- notes. We'll show note it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, seven solder points. By the way, it wasn't uh, wasn't too hard to do. Hmm. I think the the challenging part. Well, like you did an SP. Uh, yep. Yep. 
Yeah, I think it's the ribbon cable, just the yoga that you need to maneuver it through the hinge and whatnot. Is you like know what? If I'm 100% honest, the ribbon cable wasn't even a difficult thing. Uh, you just put one twist in it and put it through. That's all you need you're to do. You're just that fucking good, dude. You're just that the, good. The hardest part was the fucking hinges. Because when you the hinge uh, in the Game Boy Advance SP, you got to pop them out. And then when you pop them back in, what you need to do is you have to push in while the SP is open, then close it while you're pushing in, and then open it one more time, and then it locks in place. Well, um, it's an asshole, really. But <laughs> so, I'll I'll go ahead and uh, do you mind if I step in real quick, Andrew? Yeah, no, no. go for it. All right, I'll try to keep mine uh, brief, but I have been playing a fuckload. I would definitely, uh, for more concise thoughts, I would check out my review on uh, Ghost and Goblins Resurrection. Um, a surprise little neat hit. And like now it's, uh, I think the timed exclusivity of it coming to Switch is coming to an end. It's going to come out with some more patch updates and also uh, get a port to PlayStation 4. I would definitely recommend grabbing it. Uh, it, I, it To me, it's um, kind of what I wanted out of Ultimate ghosts and goblins but like i would say it's very it like it, it's a little too familiar at times but definitely a, a a fun little challenging uh platformer to play around with um uh whether you're whether docked or portable like i i had uh, a blast with it and um just seeing the whoopee camp name on anything in the year 2021 gives me fucking hope that like maybe a new tomba will come out i don't know um, but I, I was definitely digging on that. Um, I picked up a lot of new hardware. Um, I, well, not a lot. I picked up two. Um, and I've actually been, um, uh, like, I've already talked to you guys here and there offline about it, but, um, the two hard pieces of hardware I grabbed was an Amiga CD32 to kind of just complete my setup and what goals I have for coverage, um, for PPR. Um, and also, um, essentially, like probably the only foray that I that I want to include in my setup for the the European gaming subset. Honestly, I, I blame a lot of it on Turk and Flashback because mm-hmm. uh, I was always a big like mark for Turrican on the Genesis and uh, Super NES, but to learn... Like, I knew about the Amiga games, but to learn just how good they were and how, how much of an amazing job like they that was sold to me, I'm like, alright, I gotta find, like, the best way to get in on the Amiga. And everybody, like... The Amiga CD32, for the most part, like, on, on the main um, stream of, of retro gaming collecting or retro gaming scene, whatever that community, it's regarded as a joke. And I, and I, it's, it's kind of lame. It's, it's like the way people like, like poo poo on the Jag. Um, it's the best way to get access to Amiga games, period. Because it's essentially a consoleized Amiga 1200 with a CD drive attached, 
but it uses the exact same architecture. Uh, the homebrew community have already designed this an amazing and at this point essential uh, expansion board called the Terrible Fire. It not only enhances the performance because essentially it's a computer. It's like an MSX or yeah. uh, a fucking Marty. Um, but it enhances the performance and processing of the Amiga. So any of the games that were running choppy are actually, they, they run the way they should. Like some weirdly even pull off 60 fucking frames, which is insane, um, uh, to see. Um, they also add like utility to, uh, make your Amiga 1200 backwards compatible with all the previous, uh, a legacy uh, Amiga lines like the 500 and the 600. So I've been playing a fuckload of Amiga games, um, but the problem is that uh, I I had this uh, system intended to be like one of my S video systems, and um, the Amiga CD32 was a, a, originally going to get like a proper North American launch, but because of a weird uh, lawsuit that Commodore was in the middle of over, I think either their mouse or their keyboard tech that they like use without permission. I, I, I like, forgive me if I'm fucking up the nuances. Um, they held off on releasing it though. They already manufactured the units. In fact, a lot of them were stored in Canada. So yeah, there, there was a it Canadian in... release. Yeah. Yeah. Th I think it did even get a limited Canadian release. So, um, I grabbed an NTSC console mainly just so I wouldn't have to deal with like the power issues, but a lot of the games aren't like are formatted to run either NTSC or PAL, but a lot of them only run PAL. And so, if you don't have it on a PAL display, like instead of like the um, drop sync picture, the game's not even performing fucking right at all. Uh, you'll mostly get like a, a fucked up scaling and a black and white picture. Um, so I, I have a multi sync PVM. But apparently the multi-sync doesn't work through S-Video. You need to do RGB. So I just picked up an RGB cable, a SCART cable, um, but I want to transcode it into component. So I'm just waiting on that. Uh, in the meantime, I have been able to fuck around with the NTSC compatible games. Um, and again, the scaling sucks because uh, a lot of the Amiga games are just, because they're designed for PAL, on an NTSC, they're cropped to where there's a lot of negative black space, and it's like it's set up in the corner like some shitty DVD screensaver. Um, and some of the colors aren't as vibrant. Uh, but there are so many stupid good games. Like it's just weird. But like European game design is also um, kind of a acquired taste. But like I was surprised at the amount of shoot 'em ups, and I've been giving. Ed like a rough time because he's just like uh, <laughs> yeah you have but dude uh, Apidia Mwah. Battle Squadron Mwah. dude even the original which again it, it goes into our feature topic the original Stardust uh, the, the precursor to Super Stardust the original entity that was an Amiga release uh, huh. I've been playing a fuckload of different games which it's weird to see like how some of these games have uh manifested uh in some form or another over on our end like and how like developers that we would shit on like ocean like how they were like straight like kings like kings on that platform um the controller is as bad as everybody says but like i i don't know there's some third-party controllers that i'm looking at but um i've been i've been really enjoying my time with it there there are some games that i think uh, people don't understand are are amazing uh, on that system. Um, 
even like some stuff that we got for here stateside like the definitive version is on the amiga um I- like i'm sure Flink. we can blame the uh, the angry video game nerd for a lot of the vitriol yeah I, yes but like there's i don't know i feel like everybody's kind of poo-pooed on it and like on its own like the cd32 games like a lot of them are just lazy 1200 ports but like when you tap into that power it, it like it's it's an amazing gateway device to the Amiga like system. I I recommend it. Like I just got my keyboard and mouse set up for it, which you need to run the WHD loader. Um, I'm on Itchio, and believe it or not, there are a lot of Itchio games that aren't just for fucking PC, but like some people huh. are developing for older legacy computers like Atari ST and Amiga. There's an Amiga shoot 'em up that got released this year called Envia. Um, that I'm trying to see if I can work out a um, a review of. Not not to step on your toes, but... Um, oh, you're not stepping I, on my toes. Yeah, exactly. The, I was going to, like... Because, I don't know, man. I, I think I might give some give some European love. Um, it's... it. I don't know. I've had some... I had some fun with it. Uh, the other uh, platform I picked up was the Atari VCS. Um, I saw an opportunity to where a backer, um, the original backer, uh, fell on some, unfortunately, rough times. And uh, I took advantage of what they were putting out there. And I grabbed one up because, like, I was planning to later anyway. Um, But also with everything so up in the air for different releases between the Amico, which I have no interest in because of uh, Doug Tannepel and his racist, bigoted-ass bullshit being tolerated. Um and the Polymega, which that's gotten, I fucking delayed to high hell, I don't know how many times. Um, I was a little worried that maybe I wouldn't have the opportunity, so I figured I'd grab it. But so far, it's like Atari is re- remaining on point. I'm like, no. Like, even then, um, uh, the store that shall not be named is going to be one of the major uh, retailers that are carrying it exclusively for the public. And uh, I was able to grab everything but the modern controller. Um and I have that pre-ordered. Uh, hopefully, it'll come out on its uh, supposed uh, April 30th launch. So I'm trying to get like some impressions prepared for it. Um, but yeah, I I've been really digging it. It's basically like I, I I have a lot of deja vu with like when I when I grabbed the Ouya at launch, but it's so much more sophisticated, and there's way more to do with it. Uh, there are unique games that are released to it, some exclusives, um, like the uh, Michel, uh, the Mission Command Reloaded. It it's definitely got these um, uh, geometry, uh, ge- uh, excuse me, Geometry Wars vibes, like mm-hmm. like the way Pac Man Championship and Geometry Wars kind Tetris of effect, like kind of dude. It it and well, like I, I've I, never I, cared I like that aesthetic. Yeah, which is weird because like I've never really cared for Missile Command either. Like it was one of those mm-hmm. games that like kind of never clicked with me. Like I was more Asteroids, which, by the way, I, and I'm I'm gonna just so that way we have time to get into the future topic. Uh, I've been playing the fuck out of Rebooteroids. Um, if you have an Atari Jaguar, like if this is an Ed ass Ed game, by the way. Like I know you're big on just commercial releases only, but if you were to do any homebrew, <laughs> please do this game. I'm not kidding. This is a must own for literally any anyone that has a fucking Jaguar plugged in. Um, and I'll get into that probably in another episode if I can remember. Um, but yeah, for the VCS, um, there's a lot. 
There's uh, quite a few indie releases, some of which, I mean, they have a presence on Steam or the Switch. But, like, uh, I, I think some standouts for me are Guntech, which I believe at this moment is uh, uh, the other Atari VCS exclusive, which basically takes, like, the concept of asteroids, but um, makes it into a more physics um, obstacle, co- uh, obstacle course type of uh, arrangement. And it gets, like, it starts off really simple. But as you progress more through it, you unlock different enhancements and buffs that you can throw in and the passive perks along with the like later st- stages. Like there's a lot of replay value there. And it's also probably one of the better, um, more modern offerings on the system that best utilize the modern joystick, which that thing is a beast. It's got a fucking comfortable build. Um, I, I love just the feel of it. Like it feels like the modern evolution of the Atari joystick. Um, the fact that it has dynamic lighting when you move it and it's also got a hidden rotary feature so like i was messing with uh, atari the the atari vault uh releases that come packaged with it um where they give you access to not only the uh 2600 versions of the games but the arcade versions of the games which um the emulation was done uh wonderfully like i it, it's weird because it was handled by code mystics and i know they've kind of fucked up like various um um like compilations that they've done from like major uh consoles but i feel like these uh ports for the most part are, are really optimized for the vcs um i was fucking around with tempest and i decided to like twist the joystick like a rotary and it worked and i was like what and then i messed with the settings and everything I, I cannot tell you how much time I sunk into just Tempest alone on my TV, but like the the arcade version of it. I knew uh, that's where was... you're going with it. What's up? I knew that's where you're going with it. Oh, dude. Um, but even then, like uh, Crystal Castles, like there there was quite a few releases. Um, and then um, Game Jolt isn't out yet, and it's still like in the works. But there's this other streaming service called uh, Ant Arcade, and it's it's insane, like, the support it has. Because, speaking of Amiga, you have Amiga games, Neo Geo, uh, a lot of third-party 16-bit and, and even 32-bit legacy games that are available. like And a lot of PCBs, like Dragon Blaze, Chaos Engine, Bubble Bobble, uh, Magician Lord. like, And th- the way they do it is you can either play these games in their entirety... Uh, or you can play them in like bite-sized increments where they'll have weekly challenges like bubble bobble get to the 10th level without dying and scoring this much like the whole thing has like the like video challenge vibes from Nick Arcade um uh, Toki was on there like games that like you were amazed that like like who the fuck owns the rights to these games like they found a way to secure it um i will say that the free version sucks like, it, it not only has ads that kind of get in the way, but I've noticed it crashed a lot. I decided to, like, you know, bite the bullet and do the premium version, 40 bucks a year. Um, but it performed wildly better, and I don't know if they did that intentionally. Maybe the bandwidth was just more allowed. Um, but no, I've had, I had great fun with it. I just, I really am itching to get the, the modern controller so I can mess around. Cause like, I also bought like some of the other, uh, more, uh, some games that like, while compatible with, uh, the joystick aren't, they, they, they just don't gel well with, I'd rather have like a modern setup. Um, I, uh, let's see. 
Yeah, I think I can hop off the Atari VCS. I, I'll, I'll tell you right now. So far, I'm pressed. Like, it is, like, it's not going to be, like, the... Atari, or whatever form of Atari this is at this point, they're having a very Nintendo approach, but they are also working to be like, we want to cater to people that remember, because a lot of the stuff that they are offer are very much like evolutions of, of what you played back in the day, very much how the Jaguar was, just in a landscape where people weren't looking for that. Now I feel like the landscape has grown to where there isn't like this... Uh, dedicated crowd, like pretty much anybody and everybody that's down to play like just a fucking fun, dumpy game can totally do so. And this is a wonderful little platform, the console space that like indie developers can gravitate towards. And um, like, for example, uh, Spearmaster, fun little like Buster Brothers clone with like some co- amazing visual effects and cool like puzzle level stuff that you would see in Buster Brothers. That's on the Switch. That, I don't know what the penetration rate on that game is for sales. Um, and any of us can play it. But I guarantee you, for the people that do currently have a VCS and see its price point right now, it's making way better numbers there. Like, so for people that are, like, flooding and saturating the eShop and kind of just want to get more from the same crowd that might pick up on the machine, it's a wonderful get. Like, that's the way I'm looking at it right now. And hopefully... As long as it's maintained and supported the way it should be by Atari, it won't end up like the Ouya. So, I can only hope. Um, let's see. Uh, I just published my review for Balan One World. Fuck that game. Oh, God, that game is, like, stupid. Um, and it's not even stupid, like, you know, you're gonna hear people go, brr, brr, it, it, like, it doesn't. It, it looks like so choppy or like, you know, there, there's a lot of technical shortcomings, but flat out is, is the game is wildly aimless and super boring. Like, I, I, I don't know. Like, I don't even think, like, like it has like, uh, baby's first platformer vibes to it, but I don't even think I can get like a child who's very new to the concept of a 3D platformer to engage with it for very long there's just there's so much about it that's just irksome and it sucks too because like you know the the people behind it like i really enjoyed their work but whatever like they were going for they i I think they're like 10 years too late so please do not spend 60 dollars on this game like it's not one of those like bad curio games where like oh it's a bad game i might have fun with no it's just a it's a really dumb boring game um, I've been playing Oddworld Soulstorm. Dude. This is the best Oddworld game. By far. Um, and as far as, like, I know there have been some differences, but, like, like, New and Tasty, I loved. But it, New and Tasty was very much like a, uh, taking all the ideas of Odyssey and just punching them up to 11 but very much still feeling like Odyssey, just with new panned uh, 2.5D arrangements and setups to, like, the presentation. Like, like heavy, heavy on the, like, spectacle uh, that, uh, like, you would imagine Odyssey would go in uh, had the tech been there when it was first released. Soulstorm feels like a brand new game. It not only feels like a brand new game, but, like, 
all the like macabre or otherwise really dark like real world um concepts that they implement in terms of like the danger of capitalism gentrification and uh racism bigotry like all those like little ideas that are flirted with in the odd world universe are just so fleshed out in soulstorm like everything like odd world's always been like this cheeky like you know, we have, like, these really advanced, like, human ideas, but, like, you know, with a bunch of fart jokes and gross-out humor in this really gross, <laughs> stupid world, like, where we have silly names for, like, our races and stuff like that. So, like, it it, it was never, like, meant to be taken super seriously, but it could be, like, if you really got into the lore of it, which it has a stupid rich world filled with lore, but here in Soulstorm like it is somber like the like abe is like a tragic character now not just like a reluctant protagonist like he like there's a weight that's put on him that like while they've like again flirted with that concept in in the previous games um and even to an effect in new and tasty here like you like he the the whoever is still voice acting him and how they portrayed him, like you feel the weight of like him, like not being up for this. Like they, they do a lot of like the, the story direction, the writing for Soulstorm is it, like, it, it hit me in a way that I did not expect odd world to hit me. Cause like I said, odd world, you're kind of there for the goose, but also like some of the real life analogs here. Like, I don't know if it's just, like seeing the ravages of capitalism that like really fucking got to me just with everything we've gone through in the last couple of years fucking soulstorm hit and then in terms of gameplay like it does a lot of cool unique things that like um i think really enhance like the that foundation of um of that cinematic platformer that uh, odd world has always been um between like little things like adding a double jump that just make maneuvering into effect even like make speed running which is something that the game is never really intended for but like people have loved it so much that like speedrunners have broken the fuck out of the game so this is the first like entry that's been designed around like like challenging speed running um there's also inventory system that like really adds like there was always like these contextual pick up and play items on the previous entries, but here you have an actual inventory that you can store items and hold on to as you go and a crafting system. So like, uh, as I got into the early stages where I'm escaping, um, the Madokan, um, refuge and trying to meet them at the, like the next rendezvous point, uh, the Glucken blimps and the sligs are after me. And apparently like a lot of the Madokan tribe got like affected with like a disease um, that's stopping a lot of them. So it's not just as simple as like picking them and then like, like grabbing them and then sending them to a bird portal. You have to find uh, ingredients that are thrown about the level to where you can craft uh, an antidote for what's going on with them. And then you have to go back to all the ones that you passed that and you couldn't pick up with you because they were too sick to join your party. And then you have to backtrack through the level, which I don't know. I, backtracking kind of hits differently for everybody. Um, but I really enjoyed it. Like this to me is the, uh, like it's peak odd world in both mechanically and, and narratively. Like I, 
I've never felt like I always like really like enjoyed it like in a in a passing superficial way but like i'm i'm in this fucking world like it like i really feel for abe and what he's going through and i think just because like they're they're there you have to be careful in the tact that you apply to like these sort of topics that they broach like uh, uh, socialism versus capitalism and 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 racism to an, an extent but like odd world like the like the odd world inhabitants co like lauren landing like outdid himself uh, please pick up Soulstorm. like do not sleep on this game i i would love to see it on action on playstation 5 is this still so. the free plus game right now yes yes okay i, I would say and, and you can you can redeem that if you have a psn account even if you don't have the ps5 so redeem it now and maybe play it later at least do that yeah at least that way it's in your library um that's essentially it. I mean, I've also and, and like I'll have more to say and I'll have uh, reviews out for it. But I've also been playing Fantasian, um, a new Mistwalker release. Uh, we're kind of talking about how like the glut of JRPGs are kind of getting to you. This is a very streamlined and very fun, uh, quirky JRPG that uses a, a lot of unique uh, mechanics that translate both well on a on a smartphone screen, but also like uh, on a TV. Uh, through just traditional controls, I'm I'm really enjoying my time with it, and it's moving relatively quick and giving me like the freedom that I like to like. Do I want to break the game and grind it, which is like my go-to, um, but also kind of just moving the story along. The only my biggest gripe is it's just treading a lot of familiar territory. Like I I'm so fucking over the amnesiac um, like trope, which it really leans heavily into. But I think it'll do that. Which if I'm not mistaken. Didn't Lost Odyssey also do that? Uh, yes. He, yeah, but it was through he would like find stories about like or no, he did remember, didn't he? He remembered all of his like past. Yeah, but like that's a part of the game where you discover like stories or whatnot. It's the same thing in Fantasian. You run across yeah, okay. NPCs that like you you bear a, a passing resemblance to, and then like it triggers a flashback, and then you remember a part. And this is also your... Mistwalker, yeah. Yes. Okay, yeah. So, um, mm. I definitely recommend it. I haven't gotten a chance to get into it yet, but World of Demons from Platinum Games uh, is there. And that, I'm really uh, curious on how well that will work um, as far as, like, the, the Bayonetta, like, hack and slash type of deal, but, like, on an iPhone. So Now, what's the game called again? World of Demons. World of Demons. It's okay. for Apple Arcade as well. Um, okay. Uh, I've been fucking around with Atari game drives. I'll uh, you'll have to I'll have to talk about that on the next episode. And also, um, we've got um, uh, Atari Jaguar CD support finally. A little touch and go, but a lot of the major commercial releases work great on it. So I'll have to talk about that more on the next episode. Um, and then Outriders, I could not fucking join a single game of Outriders. And that's it. Yeah, and I was going to say, we're kind of pressed for time, so I'll probably forfeit mine because all I really played was Outriders, and I'm not far along to really give it a critique. Um, but I will say I like the combat, and I think that the developer People Can Fly have a knack for doing like interesting mechanics and shooters, and I think it's at least worth a try if you want a little bit different combat in your loot shooter. Um, but it's generic, it's bland, it doesn't have a very good aesthetic at all, um, but the combat, the class systems are interesting. 
Um, so I think at least if you have Game Pass, give it a try. I'm hoping maybe over time it gets a little bit better to play, but right now it's kind and, of a blessing and, and a curse don't because the fucking developers. Please no, don't no, do that. but it is a blessing and a curse because it being on Game Pass right now probably got a little bit more of an influx of players than they were anticipating. So I would maybe weigh it out a bit before you give it a shot. But um, you know, I, I play a lot of these kinds of games, and, and although it looks generic as all hell, it's 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 interesting stuff going on under the hood. So I'm hoping that maybe down the road we'll play more of it and, and kind of give it a fair shake. But um, for now, like I said, we're kind of pressed for time, so I'll, I'll get back to that one at a later time. Good shit. All right. Yep. So with quick that being aside, said. Quick okay. aside. You know what they call the uh, the Ouya in Minnesota, right? Oh, fuck. I don't know, man. The Oya. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, why did I not <laughs> that? That was worth coming? it. Feature topic. All right, get us so, out of here. <laughs> I hate it here. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, PSN shutting down. Um, really weird move. Uh, I think for the the overall scale of it, because I I don't know. Um, I think the weirdest thing, and I think which is the most insulting from you know from the perspective of uh, anyone working with Sony uh, from a developer standpoint is the Vita shutdown because uh, this news was given to the public and developers all in one go. People who were still actively developing and releasing for the the Vita on, on the network. Like, I, 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 that alone was just like, dude, what the fuck? Um, I, I don't know. The, the whole thing to me more than ever really kind of gave me like a little bit of insight to Sony's strategy, which is they're very much like planning for the now and not so much for the later. Like none of this as more and more came out. Have I like come to understand that Sony is future proofed or even considered like the shelf life of the hardware that they're trying to like push onto the masses. Whereas Microsoft has been the exact opposite. And even to some extent, Nintendo, although like under a really like heavily, heavily maintained lens that they choose at their discretion to um, provide to the public. But yeah, um, how are we all feeling about this? Because I, I don't know what it is, but like the, the Wii eShop kind of felt like something that was you know, nearing it's like, like, the, like, I didn't feel, I, I felt bummed, but I didn't feel insulted or even to some effect, like, um, betrayed. Right. Cause this one came kind of out of the blue. And, uh, and honestly, I've, I don't have a Vita, but I have a PSP and in the back of my mind, I was right. thinking like, I didn't even consider that because Nintendo actually yeah. had the fucking courtesy to warn us a year ahead of time. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And 
just having a PSP, like, it's just kind of in the back of my mind, like, oh, you know, maybe sometime I'll go on and just kind of see what's in that shop there. It's like, well, I guess not anymore up to the end of the summer. Dude, even, like, some of the hardware design of the PSP, like, for anyone out there that still has this handheld, like, check on your battery, because it it might be fucking bloated like a dead whale mm-hmm. on the beach. Mm-hmm. Never mind that, if you haven't played your Vita in a while... um, the thing about the Vita is that you need to have a charge of some type to even turn it on, even if it's plugged in. Oh. Yeah. Um, it, it, the batteries on that. I mean, I, I think the batteries around that time frame, because, like, uh, if you guys ever tried playing your Wii U, which, ha, 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 yeah, fuck me. But if you did, um, if your gamepad wasn't on a charger... Um, chances are, like the I the the batteries in a gamepad now are maybe two hours at most. Like they've got, like they're like Game Gears now. So luckily, <laughs> I think uh Stone Age Game uh Stone Age Gamer like sells like third party Wii U gamepad batteries that like I think are are better than the OEM. Um, but yeah, uh, the Vita is a bit strange because like I think that was the one that like like Sony. Sony had, like, such a vision for it, and it just didn't live up to whatever expectations it had. And yet, it was still so well-received by the public. And then, like, even as Sony was trying to quietly retire the the unit, like, the gaming public still kept it alive, especially the indie space. Uh, Limited Run. Holy shit, Limited Run. Like, absolutely, like, help boister, like, the, the, the relevancy of the Vita. Um, which is a, a little weird. I I got to like learn more of the insight because a lot of people were thinking that like this news um uh, of the PlayStation Three closure would um kind of give Limited Run an avenue to like go back and like publish or or manufacture some of these exclusive digital releases on on physical media. Uh, but apparently it's a far bigger pain in the ass, both from a uh, architectural hardware standpoint and a licensing standpoint for the exact type of media. They've literally only done this with one release, and that was uh, Oddworld: New and Tasty. Uh, and that, and and then I guess Josh Fairhurst was just like, "I am fuck it, it's not worth it." But I don't know if he'll reevaluate that given everything that's going on. Yeah, you know, I'll tell you what's going to become an instant paperweight too, and probably some uh, considerable e-waste. Uh, remember the PSP Go? Okay, you might want to be careful. We 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 have a bona fide fan uh, on the cast, I believe, of that particular system. Yeah, I've got two of those. <laughs> oh, You're gonna have to jailbreak them. <laughs> Ed's gonna be out for blood. Yeah. You know, yeah. you could like jailbreak them at this point. I know that that definitely goes against your ethos towards everything, but I mean, you're not being left with much of a choice. Yeah, you're going to have to. That's pretty much it, Ed, yeah. Ed, Ed will be showing up at Mark Cerny's door. Be like, mm, <laughs> mm, not today. <laughs> not today, my dude. He's going to have them in both fists yeah, like they're say, brass knucks. PSP in one hand, be like, you know what? Dude, if, if Ed could have his way, he would have Mark Cerny in tow and just be like, we're going to pay a visit to fucking Jim Ryan's and like give Jimbo... A piece of our mind, which man, just you want to talk about damage control or lack thereof? Like, I I've never seen so much stock. He, like he he did a shoulder shrug. Yeah, at, went, at most, meh. meh. Wow. But like, it it's we we talked about the retro gaming uh, bubble and how bad it is, uh, dude. 
I mean, even to the uh, modern extent, like, I I, I want to focus, like, on just, like, touching on exclusives, but think about digital-only releases, too. Like, all right, Persona 4 Golden, which, you know, I'm, I'm going to give it its fair shake. I want to. But now more than ever, only because, like, luckily I had the physical release, which will now net more than 100, 120, 150 bucks. So, like, it, I, that game is not worth that. No, and also, it. and also, and also available on Steam. Oh, didn't even I forgot about that. So there you go. Um, like, yeah, that's one thing too. Like it's trying to find like the like the avenues you have to go on to get these other places, or yes, mm-hmm. which and even then it's had me rethink a lot of like any other digital libraries I've like maintained. Like basically, I I'm settled with whatever I have on my Wii. Um, which mm-hmm. I'm maintaining in two different spots because I also had to like do a transfer to Wii U, which I still kind of regret. Um, and then the Wii U at some point is going to get its sunset. Uh, I just don't know when, but um, it, it's I know it's going to be coming up shortly. Um, so you know, I don't know where the 3DS is at. You know what scares me shitless personally? Um, I feel like this is somewhat related. I don't even have a PS4, but that news that. Um, some folks found out that the PS4 discs won't work, supposedly, after support stops. So, and Ed and I were talking about that this morning, actually. So, the C-bomb, yeah. Yeah, yeah. the, the CMOS battery, or the way it works, is uh, similar to, like, that of a... If, you know, for all of those out there who have a Dreamcast. Or even, to an effect, um, my, um, my PSP. The CMOS battery in that is also dead. You'll notice this whenever the system basically asks you to, like, hey, what time is it? Can, can you tell me what time it is and, oh, yeah, and reset PSP the clock? Um, except that uh, these systems didn't ever have, like, a um, a dependency to sync with a uh, server or, or off-base, like, DRM, which it's so bizarre to me that, like, like again, that's where that betrayal comes into play because the biggest thing that like kind of set in motion um, the advantages between a PlayStation 4 and Xbox One at the start of the last generation was DRM and Xbox was leading heavily towards that and Sony was just like oh yeah you don't have to register your disc they even like did a cheeky little promo of where like here's how to put a used game in your PlayStation 4 done Mm -hmm. and like Years later, removed from the fact, you just realize, like, wow, that was a fucking smoke show. You bastards. That was a smoke show. Yeah. Um, and, and like, there's there's a lot of work put into, like, exploiting the, the kernel clock system that, like, determines that. I was looking and doing some research um, because the PlayStation 3 is also fucked in that regard for its digital releases. But I, apparently people have found in a more obtuse in a very cumbersome way but still nonetheless can work where if the battery does die you can do a temporary um uh, sync of the time through the internet and then still boot up the game without it having to do the psn check-in um because it's going to do the clock sync so yeah. I'll have to do more research on that because, like, I I don't know what the shelf life on my battery is, but uh, the average life is about ten years, and I know I grabbed my uh, Slim in two thousand ten. 
So, See, and I was and I was hopeful that somebody or, or a group of folks would find a way to just make these things work. I mean, it's an active thing. It's being yeah. worked on now. Because um, I'm sorry, but, but you, yeah, you put that much money into like all these copies. It's like it, then they just don't work. That's to me, that's just total bullshit. <laughs> well, like, and here's the thing too, like, so I, I reach out to you guys, and like, where we there there is a sense of like outrage among us, like. A, 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 there, I think, you know, and, and I don't want to really prove Sony's point right, but where, like, I can't imagine, like, I know for a fact this effect will be felt to some extent on um, Xbox, only that Microsoft is proactively trying to work and retroactively fitting and moving these games over to Xbox One and Series uh, X slash S um, dashboards to be compatible and work there and it's still a work in progress that they're like they have an end goal to where they're going to curate their history which uh, fucking kudos to them but to some extent um i know that should the shoe be on the other fit and this uh, uh shoe be on the other foot and this were happening with uh xbox that there i think there'd be uh, um, probably a bigger outrage just because of some of the uh digital exclusives especially from like the uh the 360s xbox live arcade um, really said, like, what are some PSN games that, like, anyone here really gonna, like, cause I have a few. Um, mm -hmm. even from a physical standpoint, like, if any of you guys ever cared about or remember your time with Metal Gear Solid 4, that is literally the only way you can play that game. It, which is, it's, it's weird that that game has not gotten a release. It is, like, yeah. It never got released on PC either? No. Whoa. Which is weird. I feel like place. I feel like Metal Gear Solid Five has even gotten a re-release already. <laughs> I think so, and like all the other Kojima games, pretty much. Yeah, that's yeah. strange. Um, but there's quite a few uh, games. I mean, both across the PlayStation Three and Vita, uh, to some extent, like especially some Vita games. And I, I definitely do feel like Vita had a run of some like exclusives that eventually did come out to other consoles, but it took a while. Um. But there are a few on that list that you had, like Severed. Severed is on other platforms now, but nevertheless, I think. Are you talking about more physical Vita releases in that sense? Um, physical or like originally they. I think that one was a timed exclusive. Eventually, yes, like yes, uh, Dreambox did move that over. But like for the longest time, that was the only way you could play it. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, but yeah. there's a few of these. Like, um, to my understanding, I believe Infamous Two: Festival of Blood. You can only... I don't think they moved that to PlayStation 4. No, I don't think they did. Not yet. Yeah, that is... And that's a, do, that's do a you PSN think, exclusive. Do you think... And, and just kind of hypotheticals here, knowing that this stuff is leaving, is it... If the publisher or developer, whoever can make that decision, is still around, do they have the option to port? Or and is it too late? I think... Because that's the thing, like... Uh, it depends on how well they've maintained the code. Like, dude, sure. Tecmo... I mean, and, and, and damn, some of these developers and publishers lose code. They yeah, just don't dude. have it. It's like, it's like, we don't have it anymore, you know? Tecmo straight up lost the Ninja Gaiden code. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all being, like, fucking Square Enix lost the Kingdom Hearts code. They had to redo that shit. Mm -hmm. And they redid that shit by, like, literally meticulously screen for screen, like, what, like, like, do it, like, like the way a, an artist would just fucking like watch and sketch. Like they did that uh, like only for coding. Like it's, it's insane. It's bizarre to me. Um, which 
I don't know, man. Like we're we're now heading to like an, an a point in the medium to where like we're entering criterion years where like there should be an effort put. Which is why like I really value the VCS like the 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 fact that they've like Atari's gone out of the way to like hold on to as many properties that it can and and even that original code. With, with, especially with how many hands that that fucking companies change between info games and like whoever else bought Atari temporarily uh and and the fact that it's splintered between a games division a hardware division and an arcade division um, it, mm-hmm. it's it's a, that whole fucking thing alone is a is a nightmare um but yeah dude like some of these uh Lego Sista like Lego Sista Tokyo Jungle a lot of those here's another weird thing which like Again, my uh, some of this might be alleviated depending on like uh, the the feasibility of it, which I might look into. Um, you uh, are able to find a lot of these games in a physical form internationally. Like they almost all of them have a physical release. Okay. Um, but that really just depends on how you can region um, region modify your your unit, which. Again, there was a lot of emphasis poor towards locking that, especially because um, they wanted to avoid uh, owners from importing and probably circumventing any um, costs that would have been at the time to get these games cheaper uh, than buying them directly off of uh, PSN, which is weird, which is why I think they were even sold at somewhat of a loss, which is, again, d- digital releases at this point should not even, they should automatically be cheaper than physical releases just because they completely like, uh, other, otherwise where's the incentive exactly right, and sometimes there's yeah. less packaging too like um case in point i was actually just looking up the um some of the perks that you get with the neo geo pocket color collection um like books and history stuff um mm-hmm. and that makes total sense for like a 40 dollar package but it's like uh, yep. with a digital release or the same exact price it's like well what's what gives i mean I, I, there are some games too that like going back like that haven't gotten um that have only gotten the remaster treatment on these platforms like uh Daytona USA remastered i mean unless you you have a Saturn readily available and plugged in which i i you know we're we're that crew of folks that do i mean i can't imagine anyone else would but like you know might have the opportunity to enjoy what what is a a fucking timeless classic um some of these like there's just no other way to really enjoy them and the fact that like you own them like i think it's weird because in the eShop episode that we did that's similar to this we took the opportunity to just talk about games that you guys should pick up and we still will here but I think the conversation here is more of a panic because these are games that I know a lot of us have already picked up and now we're dreading the possibility of losing them. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I didn't, I, and it makes it more now, more than ever, apparent that a digital game is not any form of ownership, but rather a license that, like, I wasn't even clued in on from the start. I was told otherwise that this was just a different version of something that I own. I mean, it's getting even physical copies I don't know. are I've, getting. I've, I've been saying that for a while, though. That uh, that even physical copies are basically just a uh, a licensed software nowadays. Yeah, but because it's, they I, still possibly lock you out of using said physical stuff. 
Oh yeah, it's it's definitely possible. I can't boot up my copies of uh, Call of Duty Four for some reason or another. It just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. So far, and and I'll try to get a list for show notes. Um, there are a list uh, that's circling around of games that do need a new patch in order to continue, and some of the patches have been taken offline uh, from <laughs> PSN. So, uh, if any of you still want to kick around White Knight Chronicles or uh, Castlevania Legacy of Darkness uh, for the PlayStation 3, which again, games that have not gotten any sort of remaster. It's just it's weird because like we've all. Like, I know I have taken, like, j- dude, just recently Sony announced, like, the remake of Last of Us. Like, a game that isn't even fucking eight years old. Um, and, and like, why? Yeah, but, I agree. But, and, like, when we, like, scoff at, like, why are these games? But then, like, if you're basically repackaging them just because you're going to fucking nuke what I already have, then, like, fuck that. Mm-hmm. It, it... So... Are there any um, are there any picks like for anybody out there who who might be feeling the same type of anxiety that you guys can recommend should get uh, immediate installs the soonest chance that they get? Hmm. I just off the top of my head, I know you had mentioned like Tokyo Jungle, um, you know, but I I feel like those games if they're Sony published, I think they'll come back out as a re-release somehow. I don't I, I, I don't think they would abandon entirely their actual intellectual properties, but then again, I mean it is Sony, so you never quite know with them. Um, I I've they've given me no confidence. They fair. even then like they 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 don't even entertain the conversation of backwards compatibility I, anymore. I think they have to keep pain just for the memes alone. <laughs> yeah. Like like the pain in itself is like a meme on Twitter right now when people try to get PS fives. And they just post a screenshot of pain. Um, I think I think they should keep that just for that reason alone. Is pain so? Pain does have a PlayStation Four port of no, it. No, 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 no. I'm just saying they use that picture screenshot as a meme of people trying to get in queues for PS Fives and then not getting them. <laughs> so, oh, I got you. Yeah, I think for that alone, it probably should be worth keeping. Um, man, for me personally, no, nothing comes to mind because I kind of like did the thing where like PS4 came out. So I packed up my PS3 and it's been sitting like, I don't have it hooked up. It's collecting dust still have it, but uh, you know, I don't really make any effort to go back and try to get some of the games and play some of the games on there. Um, um, Bionic commando rearmed. You can get the second one on almost anything, but I don't think the first one's been the original is not on Xbox arcade. No. Oh, I didn't know that. Hmm. It's, it was a uh, PSN exclusive. It's, dude. Um, Wait, Under I, Siege HD, isn't that the PS3 helicopter? Yeah. Oh, damn. And that's also PS3 exclusive. Damn, I really thought they Ed's ported favorites. that to the 4. I know. I would definitely say that Super Stardust HD is a good way to go. Oh, dude, yeah, you're you're not going to find that shit anywhere. It's like, super good, but yeah, you're right. It's not going to be anywhere else. Wow. Um... But yeah, there's, uh, and even then, some of those, like, Axis, like, 2D, like, fighting games, like, those yes. heavy weeb-ass titty fighting games, like, as, like, garish as they may be, like, you, they, like, that was, the PlayStation 3 was, like, uh, a fucking bastion for those games, like, Chaos mm-hmm. Code and Arcana Hearts. 
You're, you're not and, gonna find them anywhere else. And, and I want to say, if I'm not mistaken, I remember buying the Street Fighter like legacy collection, that big like anniversary collection that had all the downloadable games for PS3. Oh yeah. I, yeah. I, I wonder if some of those aren't gonna be obtainable. I mean, obviously, other than like the original like release of those games. Yeah. I don't know. I might have to go and look at that now that I think about it. And it, like another thing too, the Vita presents this whole other um like snafu for it because um between like my actual Vita and then my PlayStation TV, like I'm I'm on the clock more than ever now to get that sure. thing fucking hacked, get it whitelisted, um make sure that I get all the necessary preparations so that way it like what I do need to get done to it isn't the closures don't interfere with but luckily i have a a little longer of a timetable but like you know sony's faced so much backlash over all of this and have you guys noticed that they still remained like pretty quiet and deaf to like the backlash like it's a little bizarre like i feel like if this again were microsoft They'd respond. They would, but I think they have. I it's the same thing with Sony. They're like, well, you're gonna buy our stuff regardless whether you're mad about this or not, so we don't care. Microsoft at least tried to like win over their fan base because they had a lot to make up for with the Xbox One release. I think they've been trying just to really like do a lot of make goods on that ever since. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think Sony cares. I, I just don't think they care. It sort of uh, has shades of Nintendo with regards to the drift issue. Yeah. Now, if they came out with a class action lawsuit against them about this, then they might start getting a little bit more. Which I you know what? Like, there's I'm a lot sh- of verbiage. But 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 the thing of it is, that's you agree to those terms of services. That's just it. Yeah, the terms of services would have had. They you know, have you. They already. can be. They can be revoked at any time. Yeah, and and you agree to that when you purchase product, when you sign up and make a register and ID. All that stuff is in that fine print, so it they've yeah. kind of got your. I don't balls. know if you agree to that to the extent of physical media. I think that's By where the walls. But yeah, I mean the uh, the physical media does it does extend there too because it's all like, in the uh, the ins- the inside of the jacket. Well, also like I said earlier, if they have to do an online update or online anything to that physical release. Then I think they still have you with the terms of service in that yeah, regard. There, there's always that verbiage and uh, and a thing that you have to agree to whenever you do a system update or a game update. It's all there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, there's a lot of hardware pieces too that, like, even outside of the video game world, that's like, you know, you bought certain electronics. Case in point, your cell phone, and it's like, well, this phone is a property of uh, such and such cellular company, and it's like you never really own anything you're buying nowadays. Yeah, yeah. it's unfortunate. Sure. Yeah. No, but but totally agree. But even then, there's like, I don't know. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of games that I don't think just because of the unique um, structure to how they're developed and build, like uh, any of the games that use six-axis uh, tech or anything that use the uh, touchpad tech. Which, like, granted, I think the only uh, exception to that is the the PlayStation Four port of Tearaway. Like, we got lucky with that. But like, mm-hmm. Uncharted Golden Abyss, like. Grab that while you can. Get it. Get it set up. Um, and even then, some of the unique stuff, like dude, Loco Roco, which I, I think that's what like this whole shift kind of fits into like Sony's new designs. Which I really like that they that Sony does offer like these blockbuster experiences. And to that effect, I almost feel like I'm responsible for like their shift towards it. But like, 
that's not like the sole reason why I visited Sony. Like the weird, uh, the weird whack off shit that like you like the stuff they like even Nintendo was afraid to touch because they didn't have like the um, the financial real estate to take those sort of risks from just the things that did backfire. Like I, dude, the move is so versatile to the point where like we're gonna see move shit on the five. We see move shit on the four, and there's like the move is. I cannot sing its praises enough, but the move, like, thanks to, like, part of Japan Studio before they're, like, them getting dissolved, gave us fucking weird-ass games like Kung Fu Chair, or, like, even then, avenues for other developers to explore and take, and, like, there's so many other, like, preparations that need to be made to, like, make sure that, like, I don't even know if, um... The PlayStation 3 um, will be able to recognize or sync with some of these, like, uh, cross-device uh, peripherals or accesses. Like, I mentioned cross-saves earlier in this episode. My cross-save is on the PlayStation 3, not and the Vita. 4. Yeah. And yeah. Have, I also have your... Sly Cooper set up that way, so I don't even know mm -hmm. if there's a shelf life on that. It I guess... really does make me feel nothing but dread for the future of uh quote unquote retro gaming with these systems no it makes me yeah. it kind of makes me like kind of focus on it more if anything like hey man 10 years ago i would have been a a boot licking like and you can go back to it you can listen like the episodes are there uh mm -hmm. like don't be a dweeb fucking buy the games like don't like that's cheating first off developers aren't seeing a fucking cent like this is a fabricated like thing that like corporations and brands have like implanted for you to subconsciously like give in and subvert like completely one-sided loyalty to like and even more to the point again when you're put in a corner like this especially by like sony um fucking dude no like buy what you can preserve and back up what you can it's yours yes. and keep it alive like uh, you know, I, I, I have my, my current setup for PlayStation games. I have, uh, two PS2s, one region, one, one with one region, one the other. And then I have the original PlayStation that's like just modified for ODE. And I can play like my discs on my PlayStation 2 and it's been reliable thus far. And then anything that I, you know, wish to play otherwise for archival or for personal use and enjoyment is on my ODE. There's no shame in that. When you want to play something as weird as fucking Rapid Angel and you don't want to like and you don't want to go through the goddamn yoga of of securing like the old means of doing it, do do not let like unfounded peer pressure or stupid boot licking shit um convince you that like loading up a, a file um on your ODE is redundant or harmful to the retro gaming community. Fuck you. It isn't. Right, like, or worse, like if you wanna buy some game that, you know, is was readily available out there, but now, you know, all the copies are locked away in like graded cases thanks to like five hundred thousand dollar a year lawyers who are deciding to buy these video games as a collection hobby or me <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no damn it, i, I, damn it, I i've done that yet 
I know, yeah, I've done it yet. I, like, Ed gave me some shit earlier, and he was ever right to, and, like, I look back, and I'm like, dude, I can't, I can't get Afterburner Climax, like, at all. <laughs> I had the demo, and I totally thought, oh, yeah, I, I thought I unlocked it. I didn't. So now I have the demo that just goes nowhere. Like, you, you, I can select unlock full game all I want, but it's just like, oh, this isn't here. <laughs> like, and I'm like, dude, I've, I've, I've literally been thinking about like, hmm, is there a way that I can crack? Like, if I can get the unlock loaded onto my hard drive and put it in, cause like, for, for the most part, the demo really is the full game, just it needs the key to unlock the full game, right? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. probably how it works, yeah. I yeah, so that I'm like, I'm not sounds about this right. demo. I gotta <laughs> figure this out. This is it's been like a it's a it's a new aside. The project. heist of the century. Fuck, but like Sega, they're not gonna re release that game. They took it off fucking everything. Um They yanked the it from arcades, like <laughs> oh, Wait, well, is there yeah. arcade cabs of that? There is, yeah. I played Ooh. it at uh, GameWorks. It's so good. There you go. There you go. That's but the one even to get then, now. like going back, like look at uh, Apple, Apple Arcade, and like I think they're they're slowly but steadily repurposing. But like, dude, between my work that I did for 140 apps, and then like my absolute like investment into this fucking platform, like since 2006, I have, and I still need to go through it because it's at this point it's nothing more than like fucking wallpaper dressing. I have, like, easily over 80 games that are installed that do not fucking work because they are all soft-locked out of not, like, being pressured by... Uh, uh, but basically not falling into Apple pressure of updating and re-licensing for iOS 11. It's so fucking stupid. It's happening I, as well with Android. I've got a bunch of the cave games, um, and none of those work either. Yeah, my cave games don't work either, and I'm just like, dude, just. Uh, I don't even meanwhile, get games on my phone anymore. I, I mean, like Vlambeer, Vlambeer still got Super Crate Box not only working but upgraded for Apple Arcade. Um, the but irony. like, yeah, dude, like you know, and I know a, Rami, a, defun- a defunct studio is still maintaining that, like hilarious. Yeah, dude, it's. Like, it's one of those things where, like, I'm I'm so happy I bought Pizza Boy on Ouya. Like, people laughed at me when, like, I did that. And, like, I can't play it for shit on any of my Apple devices now. Like, the only thing the only thing I can think of that I might have to do, which I've been considering, I've been considering just jumping ship to Android for all the shit I've given it. Only because, like, Apple's removed any incentive to maintain mm. and put up with their horrible decisions uh, of of the device but if i can jailbreak my device to probably read older rooted versions i think i can get these fucking games to work again but i'm not sure because i don't know if they have any sort of drm aspect that was never clearly communicated and probably buried under lines and lines of terms and and conditions so i i I don't fucking know uh my best resource has been researching delisted games like that's it's just weird that's the fucking world we live in right now um I guess the best way to really end this episode, if we can all just do a round robin of games y'all should get for the the PS3 and the Vita, and to that effect, the PSP. Um, Me, Tokyo Jungle, Ratchet Mm -hmm. & Clank Quest for Booty, uh, which, again, has not gotten a re-release, Infamous Festival of Blood, um, Legacista, House of the Dead 4, which is the only home release that works beautifully on Move Controllers, 
And especially for the very few, like, with Lycan games being, like, Nexit non-existent, um, grab it. It's going to get the, it's going to be the closest thing you can get to a uh, Lycan game on your, or your flat panel. Um, fucking uh, Echo Chrome, which is really neat. Like, even then, I'm thinking of others that have, like, been able to make the move to, um, for like flow flower journey like that studio that game company has been able to migrate everything um uh bomberman ultra like a hidden fucking i mean then there are others that i'm trying to think of right now that gotten delisted uh i mean until recently the the exception of scott pilgrim like uh x-men arcade you can't get that uh Mm -hmm. turtles in time reshelled it was sucky so don't worry about it um fucking uh, i think simpsons arcade is still up i don't know um browse browse your uh stores find what you can any other um oh the psp minis which worked on your three and your psp uh flying hamster a fucking insanely underrated uh shoot 'em up same thing with ace armstrong ace armstrong is incredible i don't think i've seen that fucking go anywhere uh the hysteria project like these weird one-off games that were just so cool and kitschy and only sold for a couple bucks. The fucking game, uh, a space shooter worth two dollars or sold for two dollars. The literal name of the game, a space <laughs> a space shooter for two bucks. Yes, that, yeah. that game. Oh, I remember dope. that. Yeah, 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 dude. Th- these games, like, get them while you can. Any any other recommendations you guys can think of? Uh, I would say. Our... Sorry, go ahead. Okay, oh, no, you go ahead. I was going to say any of the um uh the PlayStation classics that are still kicking around. Yeah, cuz I don't think a lot of them have made their way to PS4, have they? Not only that, some of them are yeah. stupidly expensive if you want to buy real versions of them like um Ledger uh, probably. <laughs> you know, I I heard recently that Gaia Seed was delisted from the PlayStation network and that'll cost you at minimum 500 bucks at auction. At minimum. Which is weird cuz that was one of the import games that they promoted like oh hey here's yeah. a game that's never been here um while you can build a japanese profile because uh i i don't think you'll be able to get uh einhander uh that never got a proper ps classic release i think that yeah. i remember downloading that like from the japanese psn yeah it's, um, to this day it's only only available in japan not even europe got it to physically so they missed out big time that way too uh klonoa the door to phantom door mile. to phantom mile yes it's amazing, amazing game. Like to the point where it's st- like it just recently got uh, its soundtrack immortalized in in vinyl form by Ship to Shore. Uh, incredible release, and yeah, uh, I mean, fuck, dude. Even the Wii remake, which is way producing way more numbers and readily available, is also insanely expensive now. Yeah, um, I missed the boat on that, unfortunately. Dude, there's like grab what you can. Any other recommendations you guys can think of? Yeah, I was going to say Arcana Heart 3 I saw on that list, and that's, you know, you got to give up some loves from 2D fighters. So if that's not available anywhere else, I would say grab it just it's for the sake of having physically, it. It's available physically, but it's inflated as fuck okay. for the price. Yeah, so, so get get it for that reason alone. Um, And whatever that PSP game was, it was a shooter that had Slipknot in it. I don't remember what it's called. <laughs> I don't remember what it's called, but it was a shooter that had Slipknot in it. I remember that, like, specifically. Um, Just some... Uh, other uh, PS Vita games, um, a lot of the uh, PS Vita ports, like uh, Fat Princess Piece of Cake, I actually enjoyed way better on the Vita. It was optimized not only to work better on the Vita with the touchpad, but I think it flowed better and worked better on the Vita. Mm. Um, 
uh, the malicious uh, rebirth, a personal favorite. And again, another example of physical elsewhere, digital here, new little King story. Holy shit. Can I not like go on and on about how that is one of the best games on the Wii. And the only way you can get the remake of it, which um like did such a great job of translating those controls for a more traditional interface uh, is on the Vita. And that will go away. I don't think that's something that's available on PS4 in any kind. Um, fucking uh, Soul Sacrifice Delta, another like neat like um, character action game, but like that you can get physically. But this is the uh, enhanced, upgraded version with additional bosses and stages. Like you can only get that digitally. Um, even fucking like Flying dude, Hamster HD as well. Oh shit! I totally forgot about that. Um, fuck the mini. Get Flying Hamster HD. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, run, Sackboy, run. Bro, it's a runner. It's a dope runner. And, like, I, I, you know, like, some of these things are products of their time, but, like, some of them are great. The XCOM game. Um, dude, uh, Uncharted Fight for Fortune. A dumbass card game. If you enjoy Uncharted and you're invested in the world like I am totally worth it for like the five bucks I think it it's worth mm-hmm. um there's a lot here to unpack is there anything else you guys can think of well so apparently and I haven't gotten I have uh loco Roco and loco Roco 2 but apparently there's a loco Roco midnight carnival that released uh as an exclusive. For Vita. yeah for uh yeah PSN and yeah, uh there's also uh loco Roco Corico like that's a, that's another one of those like this is Sony being their best at being weird and like it didn't come anywhere else. Um I don't fucking waste your time with Detuned. That's just a it's an interactive mm. screensaver. I mean, um, there's also there's also like you can get it on PC, but like if you want a handheld version of it, you can get Luftrousers. Yeah. Which uh that's that's a cross buy. You get it for PS3 and uh Vita at the same time. Um I guess that's really it. That's all I can really think of. But like, there's, there's a lot to really get here. And uh, you know, if anybody for those like those old PlayStation Three like users, the one thing I totally forgot about too is that some of us had a, a circle jerk of what we called game sharing, where we had each other's accesses to accounts and downloaded stuff that we bought for one another. I don't even know how the migration of that's going to handle all that well when it comes to, like, you know, maintaining uh, my shit. So, you guys need to look into that. Um, Elevator Action, uh, the the remake for it. Uh, I believe it's Elevator Action Deluxe. That was a really weird game. Um, Folklore, which got a now really stupid... It's really stupid expensive physically, so I think there's a digital release of it. Grab that while you can. Totally worth it. There's a lot. I, I recommend. I'll try to include what I can in um, the show notes, but um, d- unlike Nintendo, do do not wait until the last minute because while they say that you have enough like time, uh, Sony has definitely taken stuff down early, much earlier. So grab it while like if you've got the pocket change, if you've got the time, like make an afternoon of it. Mm. All right, episode end. Yeah, that was a good PSA. Like it. You just finished listening to Press Pause Radio episode 131. 
If you like what you listen to, you can find us on uh, iTunes as well as Stitcher, Scatter Radio, and over 70 other podcast directories, uh, as well as subscribe to our RSS feed uh, directly off of our website at www.pressposradio.com, where you can also find exclusive editorial and other features that we do, um, both in uh, the video and written uh, sense. Uh, we currently have some new reviews on the site as well as also, uh, we're expanding into a network of shows where, uh, we've also, uh, started exploring, um, pro wrestling with house show hosted by, uh, Andrew. And soon we're going to also uh, launch our, uh, comic book focused show panel flip, um, uh, that I'm still in the preparation, like in the preparation stages of getting going. Um, as well as also uh, our video content at uh, youtube.com slash the PPR broadcast where uh, we're going to have some play plays and super plays of some uh, uh, videos that I, I apologize are languishing in production. It's just a matter of real life getting in the way and kind of, you know, trying to get my shit together along with some other uh, features such as late to the party. Um, I have a versus that I'm like cooking up with Ed for... Uh, Blazing Chrome versus Xeno Crisis and uh, a new one came to mind where I kind of, with the subject of digital curation, I kind of want to look at um, Capcom Arcade Smash or Arcade Cabinet Blast on the 360 uh, versus Arcade Stadium, which just recently came out and uh, whether or not which one one stands up to um, the test in terms of value, price and accessibility which I know Ed's a little salty given his recent scuffle with um, Capcom and their copyright strikes, but uh, maybe we can kind of touch on that. We also have some uh, Twitch streams like in the works. I um, am going to try to stream the uh, remaining Atomus Wave ports. They're all here, they're all done, and they're all glorious. And I finally found a way to get my fucking Japanese light guns working through some trickery because, man, uh, Sega, Sega be fucking... Like just, but you know what? Sony be fucking too. They all be fucking. So, all of them. Um, yeah. So we have some stuff in the works, and then uh, Sean's also got uh, a really cool feature that we're preparing on on just the like the packaging and maintenance of uh, instruction manuals and and the work that went into them uh, in the yesteryear of games and kind of getting that going as well as some other uh, reviews and videos. Um, and I'm sure, Ed, you've got some, some bullet heaven to drop on us. Oh, yeah. We got a uh, few episodes left before episode 300 of Bullet Heaven. Uh, Metal Slug, Double X, Tenneke Justice, Su- Aqua, um, uh, Astro Aqua Kitty, and more will be featured on the show. Uh, as and always. Trevor McFur. <laughs> eventually. Um,. In addition to that, of course, every Wednesday we've got our feature live stream on Casually Hardcore Plus, and every Saturday features Saturday Arcade. Uh, this last week, Deiruna even got in on it, and she was playing some Bullet Hell games last night. Got a one-credit clear on Mushihime-sama Arrange. Whoa, I saw that. So nice. yeah, it was Congrats. it was pretty great. I was I was pretty proud of her. She made awesome. that shit that look like stuff. it was See? nothing. You can see that uh, she, you know what she did a blind playthrough of Novice Arcade, and didn't she get to the final boss? She she bit it with only two millimeters left of Lars's health. Mm. Yeah, we were losing our minds. <laughs> yeah, y'all y'all are built different over there. I think honestly, <laughs> I, I guess so. Uh, <laughs> well but yeah, um, 
lots more content coming up. In fact, uh, our next major live stream on Wednesday is going to be me retrofitting and rebuilding, adding a backlight and reshelling an original Game Boy. Sound like some so, ASMR stuff right there. We're, we're going to huh? mm. be doing that live. Mm. So mm. We're, we're calling it Toxic Haze. We should be taking delivery of the components tomorrow. And then on Wednesday, we're going to be good to go. Nice. I like it. Um, so I think the next, also the next couple of reviews down the docket, I mean, right now, um, as of this recording, we've got, uh, Balan Wonderworld and Turkin Flashback. Uh, Andrew also published Say No More. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and then I also have Ghosts and Goblins Resurrection. You guys can check that out. Uh, down the docket, we've got the Atari Game Drives from Retro HQ for the Atari Jaguar and the Atari Lynx, which may be Press Pause Radio's first video uh, review as well, or at least a companion video for the written video uh, review that I'm trying out. Uh, Fantasian is uh, also uh, in that list. Um, I'm trying to think of what other... Oh, and uh, Oddworld Soulstorm. So I'm going to have uh, those reviews out shortly as well. Uh, yeah. And then, yeah, uh, and then I was going to say, I got a couple limelights coming up as well. I just got to throw codes to the lads here. Um, but uh, we got some limelights I'm going to hopefully get up soon. Uh, we got First Class Trouble, and we've got Quantum League. And then I think I'm going to do a solo run of Bravery Network Online. So just a couple limelights I hope to get up soon. Yeah, um, I'm going to probably try to find a way to stream the. Um, uh, the uh, Jaguar game drive. Uh, definitely want to stream some games, though. I have to, I don't know, I had Gorf in the lineup, but then realized that that would probably be a nightmare for uh, epilepsy concern, so probably going to drop that from the lineup. So I'm going to have to go back and see, because all those games are uh, maintained and presented in their original iteration, which I don't know how um, epilepsy-friendly they might be, so I'll have to take a look at that. Um but yeah, there's tons, tons to come. Um, and then there's also a new house show uh, dropping, too. Uh, Andrew and I talked about our WrestleMania 37 thoughts and some of the other uh, wrestling-related news. So uh, lots to keep in uh, mind for uh, Press Pause Radio. Hopefully, um, also, I think I'm in the finishing stages of getting Press Pause Radio and, and to Spotify's Anchor program, so that way our podcast can also stink up your ear holes from there. Um, we'll figure it out. So Coming up then, soon, curated playlist of just one song, and it's probably going to be like a really bad song. With no the skips. Daytona, the Daytona USA theme song. Okay. Daytona! If, they, if Sega's cool with it, yeah, yeah, we'll do that. Daytona! Daytona! Anyway, um, this is Georgie Boy's Axe getting uninvited from a karaoke near you. This is Toast, and uh, the. Audio clip of George saying Bulldog eating mayonnaise is my new NFT coming soon. It's mine now. I own it. Uh, this is Ed. And um, yeah, I wish I could say that I'm going to get through this with one credit, but I don't know. We'll have to see. And this is Sean, dude. And as of the end of this podcast, I'm apparently $260 up in Dogecoin. Sean oh shit, Dad dude! Between, between Cohn and and fucking Biden Bucks, you're gonna you're gonna get a quite a quite a large little switch collection there. I'm looking forward to it. Cha-ching, apparently. Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs>